Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Juice and Mo, and I know you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. If you are, can you do us a favor right this second? Just switch over and go, I'm going to drop them a five-star review. All it does is help our channel grow. Hopefully, you enjoy this version of the podcast. This is our night chat. We got a little music in the background. We're just talking NBA rumors, off-season, draft, trade. Enjoy the ride. Welcome in, Deuce and Mo. It's an NBA night chat just two days before the NBA draft. Oh, I cannot wait. We've got rumors. We we've have got draft buzz. We've trades that we we didn't even talk that, that's about. That's a good point. I forgot. We have not been on since a Bradley <laughs> Beal trade. The last thing we did was uh, when there was that one moment that Shams put out that the Kings and Wizards talked about Beal for a second. And then we made sure to talk about how cool is it that for a guy with a no trade clause on mm. his contract was even willing to hear what Sacramento had to say. But then we went, eh, that's nice he wanted to hear, but it's cool that he wanted to go it's somewhere else. so great. We're so happy for him. Uh, so happy. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us live on YouTube. Of course, the audio people appreciate you guys so much. We want to remind everyone coming up on draft night, Thursday night, we'll be live during the NBA draft, probably a little bit before. And we're super excited because we're going to be joined by the Kings Herald's draft analyst, Brian West Hell yeah. and the 17 year old future NBA general manager who knows more about basketball and a lot of people who has been locked into the NBA draft. Perennial will be live with us breaking down the draft. Oh, and who could forget Morgan Reagan? What? The return of Adam Wojnarowski. Woj's brother scheduled to appear. Uh, Just over Zoom, right? Let's just say he's on his way. <laughs> he's on his way. Scheduled to appear. I like that. You never know with the Wojnarowski's, huh? But it's going to be a lot of fun. We're just going to be on throughout the draft. And the Kings have the number 24 pick. I just feel like as we get closer and closer to the draft, we're getting a lot of noise, a lot of smoke in the air from Zion Williamson to Dame. What the hell's going on in Portland and what happened with Bradley Beal just a couple of days ago? How are you feeling about the Bradley Beal trade to the Suns now that you've had some time to digest it I gotta process it because it, did you digest it like ooh, I was, love food yeah like, <laughs> did you digest it like something good right like black beans that's a very digestible like good fiber or is it like hey I went out and I had got black beans from Taco Bell <laughs> <laughs> I had a street taco at 2 30 in the morning Ooh. How, how did it feel? Did it like kind of burn going down? Like, uh, okay. No, I would say an in-between. They're definitely processed beans, but they were still... Seriously, because when I, when I was processing the whole situation, the first thing that has to come to mind 
has to be his contract, right? I mean, for so many people, even that was what we were talking about before the trade even happened with his interest in um, different organizations around the league. It was like, well, who wants this contract? And I don't even think we gave enough love to the no trade clause, right? Because obviously he had to waive it, but it carries with him yeah. now to the Suns. So I think about that for any team he was going to go to, but let's just start with him being traded to the Suns. And with that contract and that no trade clause, I'm just like, you guys are stuck. You're stuck. And then on top of that, yeah. what's the what's the thing called with the CBA? The um, the second apron? Yeah. The second apron. And now that's not going to kick in, obviously, like, right away where it's going to uh, damage the bank account of Matt Ish Ishbia. I don't think anything damages the bank account of Matt Ishbia. I just think this new CBA, it, it's, just, it's going to punish teams who are spending that much money in such a crippling fashion that it, it a lot of times doesn't make sense. But I think from the Suns, they just went, look, we already went all in on KD. We gave up all those picks. Let's just keep going all in. Like, and here's, but here's the other thing. They didn't have to give up a lot of stuff, right? They, they gave up Chris Paul, um, who obviously it seemed like they were down to part ways with anyway. So it was going to be difficult trying to find a new home for him. So, they got rid of Chris Paul, Landry Shamit, and what, some second rounders, pretty yeah. much? I mean, that's pretty much what it was. And when you look at that deal, too, I'm sure there's people around the league going, wait, that's all you had to give up for Bradley Beal? Like, anyone could have done that? No, I think it was also Bradley Beal saying yes yeah. to that trade, obviously, that helped um persuade everything to go down his wife is from the west coast like let's also not lose sight that bradley beale's agents mark bartlestein his son is also the ceo of the phoenix suns like there's a lot going on there's there. a lot i mean look i think there's it's interesting how we talk about bradley beale because he's a really good player and well, we'll get to that oh okay go ahead i, I mean we'll get to i want to talk about him on the floor because this is yeah. the beans processed at different levels in my body so i'm i was processing the contract first and then when i process what he can do on the basketball floor i think some people go the negative direction and go like he's not that averaging 30 points a night bradley beal he's not going to be able to do that with this team there's three high usage guys on the squad what are they gonna do what are they gonna do you guys situation i mean sometimes uh, a new atmosphere a situation changes and you're playing with some of the best players in the league and it can just bring out the best in you as well I, i'm just not high on this like i no denying when you say booker beal and durant i'm like hey there's a lot of talent out there a lot of guys who can create a shot and get a bucket make something happen i don't trust it like beal has not been healthy and he's 30 now okay kevin durant i love katie i think he's one of the greats to ever play the game i just feel like it's starting to slip a little bit for him and so i'm going okay if you're counting on KD, who has been nicked up in recent years you're counting on beal who's been banged up and then what else is around and we don't even know what's happening with deandre aiden how you fill out the rest of the roster Depth, yes. there's always guys willing to take deals and maybe you can 
do something to get some undrafted guys. But you, you're trying to win a championship here, too. You know, and I, I think, one, I'm going to make something clear. Uh, they're not winning a championship. Like, let's not get fooled by this. There's no, like, so-called super team with, like, big threes that get put together and they just are automatically just awesome. They get close, and, and the Suns are going to be competitive at times with those three guys this year. But I don't look at them as a championship team because they don't have anything around them. You don't they, have to look at it as a championship team right now, but but you say that. It's like, I go... Uh, it's not going to be the year after that when King... But why can't they do something with DeAndre Ayton? Why can't they try and get some pieces or something out of him and then, like, build something okay. with more depth? You trade DeAndre Ayton for what? I mean, you I, get a couple of players to. back to help the depth, and maybe you have to do that. Okay, who's the big, you know? I yeah. mean, I, I know there is a Suns... Website today talking about, oh, maybe Orlando with Wendell Carter. Okay. That's int- that's a little more intriguing, but, like, I just look at it, and I'm not saying it's all about depth, but when you have guys who definitely miss games, Durant getting older, I, I need to know what else is around them, one. The other thing is just a cohesiveness. I just think it takes time for that stuff to come together and just work. And you can go ahead and drop the, what about when Durant went to, went to the Golden State Warriors? They had already won a championship. They already had a championship team that had it figured out and adding him to the mix just elevated them. Where this, to me, I feel like there's you've got a new coach in there. Got to kind of make all of that work between those three and then figure out what on earth is around Right, because Frank Vogel has to figure out what his system's going to be with three these three guys like there has to be strategy there has to be um some structure to it because we've seen the whole kevin durant add two guys around him oh let's watch some really fun basketball that doesn't translate into huge winning seasons right i mean maybe a postseason run but that's not the goal when you're putting lots and lots of money making big trades and losing a lot of your depth to try and make it to the next level so i guess for me i I just don't want to, I don't want to like knock it until I see it. And I'm only saying that because I want to see if, because Isaiah Thomas, you know, who is now like leading the charge, it seems like as Chris Paul was saying in his piece base or in uh, something, some interview that he was saying that Isaiah Thomas had a lot to do with like, yeah, you know, him being on his way, being in that trade. But let's just say that this team does make other moves adds i don't know what that depth is but adds some things around this big three if you want to call it that and with frank vogel who we've seen coach stars before it works it comes together the only other thing that you need to happen is for everyone to stay healthy and that's what i don't count on exactly i know but like we say, I, I mean, we're going to go around the league in a little bit. And like, we're going to talk about Dame and Zion and like where everyone has their health. <laughs> Actually, you had a whole list of guys um, when we were in. I know we'll talk about who with for the Kings and who they should be looking at. I just went and looked at first and foremost, how many games they played last season. You know, that was like for me. I think being available and we saw that with the Sacramento Kings and what they were able to do with healthy guys. What postseason run? I think going back to Suns for a second with eight and two, I am curious just with what you said about Vogel. Can 
he gets something out of Aiton that Monty Williams and Aiton just they didn't vibe. Like it's clear. There was a piece that came out, I think the other day, where it said Monty Williams wasn't a fan of coaching Jay Crowder or DeAndre Aiton. You know, I mean, we saw it too with our own eyes. It was clear there was something going on between those guys. And you never know. I mean, DeAndre Ayton's talented. There's obviously something there. If you can figure out and salvage it, that would be great. But if not, yeah, you, you can't really mess around. I just look back, and I know hindsight's twenty twenty, But I just think about how the Suns have built this thing out. Like, would they have just been better off keeping Bridges, keeping Cam Johnson and those picks? And the answer's yeah. Instead, but- they're mortgaging their future entirely on this extremely flawed group in my opinion those three are going to be able to play together they're going to have moments Beal's going to have big games Booker's going to KD all that stuff and there are moments throughout the season you go oh maybe they can make it work I just I would not bet on that what type of teams were just in the NBA finals you know what I mean yeah it's exactly like if if the king if excuse me the Suns had kind of kept that team together yeah I don't Obviously. know. Are they? What, what would they have been able to do the rest of this year? And you could you could have still dealt with the CP three three thing and be like okay maybe we decide to go in a different direction. Sure. It's just interesting that this is the bet they they made, and now we'll see if it works for them. New owner syndrome. Got to make those moves. I mean, we saw the same thing happen with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, the big Rudy Gobert trade, and how that true. went down. That's almost. Yeah, that's far more disgusting, in my opinion, to go bear trade than getting Durant and Beal. Because at least those guys, are like they, they have been dudes in this league. Hey, let's get to some people watching us live, Morgan What's Reagan. What's up, Appreciate everybody? you guys hanging out with us on an NBA Night Chat. Make sure to hit the thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. Uh, also, major shout out to you guys who subscribed because we have surpassed 12,000 subs. Oh, my God. That was last week. That was big. That was big. That was so big. Thank you, guys. That's huge. We've been trying to do that for a little bit, so yep. appreciate the support. Leandro says, yep, the Suns should have kept both wings. Bridges is elite. Yeah, Bridges showed off what he could do with the Nets last year. He looked like a really, really talented player, and he's still yeah. young. Yep. Uh, someone in the chat, I can't find it now. Oh, Chris said, Durant literally played for the Seattle Supersonics. His days are seriously numbered. Yeah. He played for a team that hasn't existed since 2007. And dealt with a serious injury. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know what I mean? It's like you got to factor in everything. And he's still, and he's still because of his um, unique body, is still going to make a huge impact in this league for a little bit. He really is at a very high level. But I get it when you can't just rely and depend on him on a team anymore. The other thing that came out of the Beal story was in The Athletic, I believe it was David Aldridge was reporting that the Kings did make inquiries about Bradley Beal, but were unwilling to include Keegan Murray, their first round pick from last year, whom the Blazers, excuse me, the Wizards had tried to move up to get in 2022. So that's not exactly a surprise. No, I think it's funny when you just see uh, situations like that, scenarios like that, and you go, Landry Shaman and Chris Ball. Yeah. Like, that's all, you know, in yeah. a couple of second rounders, whatever. But, but yeah, no, it's, it's great that the conversation was happening at all, but also I'm so glad that they weren't willing to part ways with Keegan Murray. Also, on the Beal front, what? This no trade clause. Oh. One. It was laughable at the time. So juicy. It's more laughable now. You do not give Bradley Beal a no trade clause. In fact, I would make the case 
that no NBA team should give, be giving no trade clauses. It just puts you in such a... T- is that going to be a deal breaker in a trade? Right. Or in a signing? Right. Is that in a deal? You're trying to negotiate a deal, and that's a deal breaker? I'd be like, yeah, there have been one other, one other guy in the league who's had no trade clause. Sorry. Or I would do this. Hey, you get a no trade clause for the first two years of the deal. Like, to do a full deal and say no trade clause... I, that is awful. And honestly, what you just said right there, like let's even say the first three years of the deal, whatever. It's like that gives that player the security of knowing, okay, like this is going to be my home for, th- I get to choose this being my home for three years. The no trade clause, like, clause, like you're saying, for an entire contract where you're getting paid 50 million plus <laughs> a year. It's just. Uh, also it in a situation where the money is guaranteed. Right? Like, so even if you're traded, you still get the money. Right. And I know I'm not saying it's easy to be traded as an NBA player, uprooting your family, all that stuff. But, like, come on. You cannot be giving Bradley Beal that deal. And now this new front office that's taken over is kind of dealing with the aftermath. Yes. And that's it. That's what's, that's what's wild about it. And I think that's why so many teams, that's why a team like the Heat, for example, I'm sure we're like, yeah, no, we're not dealing with the no trade clause. You know, you saw right. the rumblings of, um, the Heat and Bradley Beal's name. But, yeah, I think with the Suns, it, it's a new owner being like, whatever, we want him until he's, what, 34 years old, I think, is when the, the con- contract will be up. And that's fine, too, by the way, because there's a lot of older guys in this league right now that are making even more money <laughs> that are even going to be older than 34 years old. So it's some of these contracts are, are wild, um, and I feel like for the Suns, they've screwed themselves over for a little bit now. Um, but for the Wizards, good for them. You got rid of Bradley Beal and the no trade clause. Okay. The yeah. no tra- and now and now here's where it's, they're going to go. They did what they had to do. Yeah. The, break it all down. Time to break it all down. Kuz just opted out of his uh, player option. Where, where's KP? Like what? What's up with him? Yeah, there's talk about what the hell he's gonna do if he's going to opt into that last year of his deal, which I believe pays him like thirty six million, or go test the waters in free agency. Which you know, on one hand, you go, okay, yeah, he should go do that. Yeah, I mean, if he can get one more payday, if that's what it's about for him, sure. sure. But it's not like there's a ton of teams with cap space, right? And the teams yeah. that do have them aren't exactly great teams. And then you go into the next point: is does he? believe his market's that great like our team's lining up to give Porzingis a four-year a hundred million dollar deal just based on his injury history and he's been good like I, I mean I have thought about year. I have thought about him with the Kings I know you know You've and, said and I just, it. oh man I mean could he stretch four I mean he at the five two obviously that that's ideal but um 65 games played last year which is great yeah but you know you you can't ignore the past either at least it was trending in a better direction uh for him and he was productive it's not like it's not only the games played i mean he averaged what 20 points a game 23 23 points a game he shots what 49 percent from the field just under 39 percent from three yeah he's not that same guy you know obviously that was with the knicks but he can. He's 27, and maybe he's finding his groove again well, too. Yeah, I mean, post injury and not playing with Luca, right? Which I think was a challenge for him. Right, I absolutely agree. So, okay, don't know what he's going to do. Whatever, I think if, but if even if you're Washington, let's say that he 
opts into that. Mm -hmm. I know it's still difficult to try and find a trade for him because of what it's a thirty million dollar contract. It's an expiring deal, it, but yeah, it's expiring. But still, like it's you it's, can move him by the deadline if you wanted to, and you wanted to go in that direction and try and get some like young pieces or something else for him. You break everything down if you're Washington and you try to trade away Chris Paul and then you just rebuild from there. Yeah. I, I, I really feel like you make it sound so like great. I'm going to rebuild from there. No, and that's all you do. It sucks. Yeah. That's all you do. Yeah, as yes. a fan, that sucks. You know, it really does. It does, but there also can be, I don't know. There's, there's something. There's a level of excitement about, oh, new young people. It is funny though that. Had they done this maybe last year, yes. they would have been in this draft where they could have Wendy. had a chance at Victor. And, you know. Yep. It's true. You, it's you'd true. be in that draft. And, yeah, I mean, the way Victor is being talked about pre-draft is unlike anything we have ever seen. When you think it's time, do the right thing, right? <laughs> I, and I think even, what what were you going to say? Nothing. I was going to say with, like, just going on to a little bit with Dame Lillard and everything going on there. And uh, sometimes I feel like it's time to part ways. Yeah. And But just going back to Bradley Beal is my point. Is like, if you felt like this wasn't going to be the direction you really wanted to go, to go with in the future. Yeah, unfortunately, the biggest difference, right, is that they have a new front office in there, right? Right. So, but yeah, from your owner's perspective, if your GM was on the hot seat that bad, you know, I don't know. But it seemed like the, the owner had a has a deep connection with Bradley Beal. And I think that he was giving him that deal. It wasn't really up to the GM at the time. So it's probably new front office comes in there and goes, yeah, we're, we're done with that. The next thing is like with, with Kuzma, that's a name that I know a lot of Kings fans are interested in is Kyle Kuzma. And they've been interested in him. Yeah. He opted out today of a deal that would have paid him 13 million in the final year next year, which makes sense for him. I mean, I think he'd be a really good fit with the Kings, right? He's still in his prime. I think he would be more efficient in Sacramento, especially with all the spacing. And if you think about him as like a Barnes replacement, mm -hmm. and HB is getting some attention throughout the league, which is not surprising. But if you decide, yeah, you know what? We'll go a little younger. We'll go with the guy who's got more size, who could play make a little bit. His defense has its moments up and down, right? His but defense has his moments. His three-point, he's like a 33% three-point shooter. I, I, But he was averaging 21 points a game last year in seven boards, right? So, like, he crashes the boards. He can score. And I think that three-point number is going to go up. He'll just have better spacing and be he'll be on a better team, right? And get out and transition and go. I, I just... I'm not saying I, I'm in love with Kyle Kuzma, but I think it's gettable, and I think it could make you better. Gettable, yes. Yeah, uh, I I agree with that. And I, I think I hesitate because now my standards are a little bit higher when it comes to expectations. And I, I'm like, is what does Kuzma do for you um, to help take you to the next level? I know we've also mentioned in the past... You just talked about some... I, an athletic body and go get me a rebound who can yeah. get a bucket that, that has averaged 20 a game in this league in like we said gettable because someone just uh put in the chat og on anobi and it's like when you think of kyle kuzma too and what you'd have to pay him um i think yeah i don't know i don't know there's just there's things about kyle kuzma that still bother me 
And maybe it's even like his little Hollywood side too. A little Hollywood. I mean, look, I I'm in Sacramento. I'm, I'm a little Hollywood, right? No, you're not. Like, I guess your clothing, kind of vibe that your clothing way. is nothing like what you would do. Like, you don't even know anything about fashion. Like Kuzma maybe wears like, something like this. Like, show everyone this. your shirt. Like, what a nerd. <laughs> oh, he turned the bleeping jets on. What a nerd with you. Yeah. So Morgan Just thinks, like Kyle Kuzma. Morgan thinks Kyle is... Kyle Kuzma is too Hollywood. Uh, as as far as money goes for Kuzma, I don't know. Because, again, there's not a lot of money to spend out there. Unless, does he want to go join the Houston Rockets? Right. They can pay him a shit ton of money. I mean, the Pacers have some money. That's an interesting team that you go, all right. I mean, yeah. Tyrese Halliburton with Kuzma. That's kind of fun. Benedict Matherin. Okay. Okay. But... I think Sacramento, it's like, what is he going to cause? Is it four year, 100 million, 25 million a year? You opt out 13. I feel like he is in that neighborhood of around 22 to 25 million. That someone totally would fair. try to land him. And I think that's okay. Like, that's not a terrible deal. In today's NBA, and right. that's, I think a lot, like, a lot of people, including myself, like, I've done that. I'll be like, that's so much money. And it's just like, that's what that position's getting paid, and that's what that market is having to pay for certain guys. And I think for Kyle Kuzma, yeah, it's an absolutely fair price. Um, we mentioned the good things that he can add. His defense, you know, would there be would there be times that it's um, it benefits in that team defense that the Kings provide? I don't know. I don't think he's a bad defender. I just think he makes mistakes sometimes. Like, I don't know. Yeah, but I don't always think it's an effort thing with him. Okay. You really just think it's like a and, you feel know, for the game? Like, let him get around and a guy who knows how to coach defense and Mike Brown, right? I like that. I just think, again, we get to this point with players where it's like, well, we want this player to solve all of the weaknesses. I like, know. I know. Yeah, but he solves some. Right? It's not going to be perfect. I, who is the NBA free agent that they can go out there that would fix all their defensive issues? Jeremy Grant is the one we've talked about. Like, if he ends up, like, I like Jeremy Grant a, a lot. He is, what, 29 now? So, he does a lot of things I liked just from a defensive standpoint. I think there's sometimes offensively he's frustrating because, you know, I, I feel like I, I expect a little more after what he saw, what we saw from him in Detroit, where. There are times you're like, wait, where is Jeremy tonight? And he had stretches throughout the early part of the season when you went, is he an all-star? He's playing awesome. He's playing good defense. He's scoring. Jumper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't see that part enough, but he's a guy that's, again, another $25 million guy. He's easily, yes. Yeah, and so you... His defense, because he's a... He can play on both sides of the ball and can make an impact on a lot of teams. Now, I think... Two, he would play better in a system where he doesn't even have to be the one or the two guy, right? And that's why Sacramento would be so perfect um, for someone like Jeremy Grant. Yeah, I would obviously like that. His defense alone, special, long. And we always talk about how the Kings had their problems playing against length. Last year in Portland, he played 63 games. He averaged 20 points a game. He did that for the first time in his career, shooting 47% from the field. He did shot 40% from three last year on 
5.7 attempts per game. He also got to the free throw line 5.4 times a game, shot at an 81% clip. The rebounding is not always a number that jumps out to you at 4.5 yeah. a game. But having a guy that you could throw at a couple of positions who has some playoff experience, who has some athleticism and scoring ability, I really like Jeremy Grant. I, it is tough for now. You go, God, you know, does it make sense? 29 years old. When's his birthday? Let's see. <laughs> well, he's 28 right now. He's 29. Oh, he turned 29 in March. Okay. okay. And I, I hate how we talk about some of this stuff sometimes in the league too, because I'm like, he's 29 as if like he is an ancient person and that he's done now. I, I just, you know, does the athleticism start to tail off again here in the next couple of years for him? And you're trying, if you're going to give him like a four year but deal and pay him a lot of, you'd have to pay him a lot of money. That's what happens with a lot of guys in this league, right? It's like you're at 29 giving them the lot of money, three year, four year contract where, you know, they're going to be 32 in their 30s. And sometimes what we're noticing with some of these players is that their prime. Or just really the situation that they are in when it comes to an organization is what elevates their game, even if they're 31 years old and they have the best you know, right. year of their life. So I think when I still see someone in their 20s, just turned 29. Especially in today's game, too. Yeah. You're relatively healthy. People take care of their bodies, you know. Uh, someone in the chat was asking if Jeremy Grant... And uh, Sabonis played with each other in OKC because, and I wanted to double check. Yeah, they did play a, a season huh. with, together in OKC. How funny. Great. There's that connection. Think about how far those two have come since their OKC days. <laughs> Honestly, like, wow. Uh, Pretty tremendous. Yeah. Um, The other guy I know we talked about last week is OG Ananobi because Damian Barling had reported that the Kings are super intrigued by him and are aggressively pursuing him and Nothing. it makes a lot of sense yeah. that to me that that's is yes. i just don't think it's attainable that and that's fine no you're you're not wrong when you say that but i think when when we talk about like what we want and the king's needs it's like it's og yeah, but yeah. you're exactly right if you're Masai, who it's seemingly like a difficult person to deal with as a general manager, right? It's just hard to make a deal because, he, one, he's just really good at his job. He's put together some pretty amazing deals throughout his uh, reign as an NBA executive. If you're Masai, you're honestly going, give me Keegan Murray. Oh, yep. you're not? Like, I don't think he's intrigued by, hey, give me Kevin Herter and picks or Davion Mitchell and Rashawn Holmes and picks. That's where it's tough. I just don't necessarily think the Kings have the package to get it done unless they're willing to part ways with Keegan. I would not part ways with Keegan. I'm with you. OG, 25 years old. I like him. I, I like him a lot. Last season, he played in 67 games. You know, I know health has also been in something. Yeah. That has also been something that has been connected to him in his career. Um, he, I think a lot of people are attracted to what they've seen what he's capable of doing on the floor, plus his length, being a yeah. six seven guy. Um, seven two wingspan. Can do it on both ends of the floor. Oh. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, how could you not want this guy? And this guy should cost a lot, but his health is the only thing that I would say that gives him that little knockdown. He made the all-defensive second team last year, makes 18.6 million this year, 
and has a player option for 19.9 million. I know there's been a lot of talk too that his agent, Rich Paul, Clutch Sports, that's the same agent as De'Aaron Fox, and that he would love to see OG play in Sacramento. Yeah. And, and that, you know, if, if you're Rich Paul and if, if, if this is where it gets all complicated because all these <laughs> trades, we always think it's just a GM to GM. It's like, not, not, no, not in today's league, especially an agent as powerful as Rich Paul. Like yes. They're involved in this stuff. And if there's talks about him getting traded to a certain team that is super interested and Rich Paul hops on the phone with the Indiana Pacers or name the other random team that would want him. Yeah. Oh, okay, you could do that, but we're not going to sign an extension with you. Yeah. Well, it's going to be hard to be giving up multiple picks and maybe a young talent to get that done. But if he wants to play in Sacramento, that's another crazy aspect. We talked about Bradley Beal, like would wave his no trade clause to have come to Sacramento. Yes. Just crazy. A young player like OG going, yeah, I want to go there. Dude, that's what I, on a lot of podcasts I've been listening to lately um, in the last couple of days, a lot of people were saying, you know, how crazy is it that Sacramento is yeah. being looked at the way that Sacramento is being looked at? And it's like, yeah, it's and it's not crazy. One, we have our biases. We live here and we love the shit out of this place. But two, you finally have what real hoopers want in their career. And they they want to play winning basketball. And Mike Brown showed in one season what winning basketball could look like. And then on top of that, you heard all the guys at the end of the season talking about this team and Mike Brown um, and how he only elevated their games, even if times were tough and they weren't playing and they were just a role player. Like you want to play that type of basketball. If you're, if you're someone who really wants to enjoy hooping in your career, are you surprised the Kings would not want to give up Keegan Murray in a deal for OG? No, I'm not surprised. At and I mean, were you? No, no. I mean, I just also have this thing in my back of the head, in the back of my head, when you hear, oh, they're not trading Keegan. They're not trading Keegan. I would have never thought they would have traded Tyrese Halliburton. Facts. And I think just in this league and sports and this business, you never say never on things. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you have no trade clause. I, I think the reality is they would love and they believe in Keegan want Keegan here for a long, yeah. long time. So I don't think they want to move him at all. I think if they're making a deal, it's because like we want him to be a huge part of it. And we want to add mm-hmm. to this because we think we can be a really good team in the West very soon. I think they, this organization understands the importance of team building and team building. Isn't just like what you think of when people go, yeah, let's do like, team building activities and like build that chemistry it's like no no no. when these guys actually develop together in with a certain style of basketball it's just going to get better each year right it's you're only going to it's just like anything in life when you just keep practicing and you learn more and more and if you learn with this style of basketball under mike brown consistently over the years with some of the same guys Mm -hmm. yeah of course, that like that is the that is the winning way. Look at the Nuggets. Look at the Nuggets. I'm excited to see Keegan in year two. Hell really yeah. excited. Yeah, I. So I, I think they just want to add to that. I think trading him would be like okay. So like if you ended up trading Keegan and you lost Barnes, and then you add a, like, are you better? 
Right. I don't. Because you got case. Yeah. You got OG. I, I want OG with Keegan. Right. And with Fox. Yeah. Right. And with Sabonis, obviously. Yeah. It's. I. I just have a really tough time seeing a way for them to get that deal done. Yeah. Unless I'm totally missing something. It just. I just. I don't think you're missing anything. Especially if OG's available. And I'm sure Sacramento's not the only team you'd be cool with going to and signing extension with, right? The, it's not like he's going, hey, Masai, the only place I'm signing an extension is Sacramento. Like, if, they, if Golden State could find a way to do it, he'd probably go play with the Warriors, right? There are different situations he'd be cool with. And the only reason why that Masai would do something where it didn't, let's say, like, it, if it did happen and didn't involve Keegan or something... It's because he sees some sort of weakness in OG that we haven't seen yet or something, you know? <laughs> Come on. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's actually never going to be fully healthy. I don't know. We keep talking about all these players, yeah. and these would obviously be replacements for Harrison Barnes. How, how are you feeling about the Harrison Barnes stuff right now? Like, do you think there's a chance he... We keep some other guys. Should we be talking about him more? Maybe that's a route that the Kings go. They go, we don't want to spend that much money on Kuzma. The OG trade can't happen. Let's sign Harrison Barnes for a couple of years because we know what he's about. I we like know it. what he's brought to the team. I do. I like it for a couple reasons. I like it because, again, it's not from what we see and what we hear, like, just from rumblings. It's You have players talking about his importance. You have coaches talking about his importance and everyone's always like, we need to make sure there's a vet on this team. This is, I mean, not a young team, but they're, you know, middle 20s, mid 20s, whatever. And then Harrison is that veteran presence that connects with all of them. Um, you don't have Della Vadova now, you know, <laughs> like, and I'm not just saying like, that's why you need to keep him. But at the same time, there really is so much value to him and what he was doing on the floor last season. I think people are so hard on him because they expect him to really be that third guy all the time consistently. And that's not his role. That's not in his role is going to keep adjusting as he ages. Well, Mark Stein says the Pacers have interest in him. He reported the other day, league sources say that the Pacers have interest in Kings free agent to be Harrison Barnes. Thanks at least in part to two rather prominent Barnes fans in the organization, all-star guard Tyrese Halliburton and Pacers coach Rick Carlisle, who obviously coached Harrison Barnes with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Stein also says, although a return to Sacramento has not been completely ruled out according to one close one source close to the process, Barnes is indeed a strong candidate to switch teams this offseason. Another team that was mentioned in a separate report, the Dallas Mavericks. Um, I, here's my thing with Harrison. I, I, I'm i cool with a couple of years. I, I just, I think the role has to change for him. And maybe he has another year left in this role. I just like the idea of him maybe being more of a bench guy. Same. I think there are times, especially coming to the playoffs, it's, these matchups defensively are, are challenging, but I think so many people overlook the things he's able to do well. His ability Rebounding. to get to the free throw line. Yes. How many times the Kings in half court this year where it's like they got nothing and HB's like, give me the ball. Let me go draw a foul, I'll shoot two free guys. throws. Yeah. He has his moments. And I think there's a reason why there are going to be teams around the league that have interest in him. And it's not just the Pacers. I'm sure there's going to be other teams who probably can't pay him as much as the Pacers getting involved because you want a player like that on your squad. Like, you want a player who stays healthy, who plays all the time, who's a great teammate, 
who can knock down the three. And ever since he's come to Sacramento, he's done that pretty consistently as a player. He's definitely a player that can help yep. a, a playoff team. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with you. And that's why I even said as he ages, you know, maybe that role changes. And um, if that role changes and let's say he's with the Sacramento Kings, that's a good thing. That means that they only added something, I mean, if you want to say better or to just better their their roster and and how this team flows. So yeah, I that's why I'm fine. I am I would like to have him around, especially knowing that a lot of these people that we talk about is um, not totally realistic if you think about what they'd have to trade for. I feel like the Pacers Oh yeah. makes a lot of sense for Barnes, right? Midwest guy. Tyrese he knows the coach. They liked each other. I was with And he's and they could pay him. I was with someone around the Pacers and they're just like, yeah, Tyrese has the keys to that team. Like anything goes. And that, they've been pretty consistent with that since they got him. Yeah. I mean, before he even played a game with him. Everything like, here are the keys. Yeah. Damn. Yep. So and good for him. And that's why, like, if he has any say over this too, like I'm sure. They'll be somewhat aggressive with Barnes. So if they get Harrison Barnes, uh-huh. they have Tyrese, they have Buddy Heald. Can Indiana get like Corey Joseph this offseason? Maybe yes. they can sign for agent Dwayne Dedman, the backup, Miles Turner. Why not just get Marvin Bagley over Trade there. Bagley. They yes. have so many bigs. They could trade Bagley. And if they start winning, I, so <laughs> I think that would be the only thing that yeah. would just, oh my God, no. If I'm a player, I think Indiana is... If you like basketball, if you're like, hey, and you just are a fan of the game, and you don't care about markets or anything yeah. like that, Indiana, to go play with Tyrese and that young group, and it's kind of fun. I would assume that everyone likes Rick Carlisle. I think so for the most part. Yeah. I mean, he's butt heads with guys throughout the years, yeah. but he's a respected head coach. He's been around for a long time. And, you know, I think Tyrese is a fun guy to probably play with if you're in the league. Um and they've got some money to spend. Yes. I think they're going to they're they're making a jump this year. Ooh. Well, yeah. we almost we thought that they were going to And then Halliburton got hurt. Yeah. That's I mean, that and Ooh, what? that's a good point. Rory what? brought up a name. Sorry. About the what, big, what, what? Rashawn Holmes, duh, cuz then Rashawn Holmes could be back oh, with Tyrese. Oh my. Honestly, I would love to see <laughs> Rashawn. That would be the one thing I would root for. Honestly, imagine that. Just if we said next year Indiana had Tyrese buddy Barnes and Holmes, and they like made the playoffs. Oh, no, no, no! That that would sting. I just they won forty seven games. How? I was just on board with Sean Holmes' yeah, elevating game. Not that whole thing. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not about that life. No, no, that would be awful. It would hurt. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I was trying to think about what Harrison Barnes could get paid. You know, he's making, I think he was making about 18 million last year, okay. 17 million, something like that. Um, you know, 
I think that number is going to surprise. I think it's just probably going to be the about same? that or a yeah. little more. I was going to say at least a couple of years. Around the same. But then you just see how salaries have raised. It's like, yeah, he's getting ri- when he signed that deal. I don't know. Does it? I don't know. Does that seem like a we- too much of a jump? When he did if, sign that, like he was, you know, making sixteen. Like, is he still worth that in today's game? I don't know about that, but it's just like, huh. You know what's so? It's he's like kind of like sixteen million is probably now eighteen million in in today's league. It's like he does his job. He's probably like, what more can I do to be like recognized like these other guys? You know, yeah. like I, I add value my leadership alone and then i'm capable of still playing at a high level and i work hard like what more do you people want just pay me you know want some defense and he dresses like perfect on top of everything want some defense god if you were to rank the i'm gonna play this game real fast and the chat can play along too rank the options okay okay i'm gonna give you you could choose between og Cal Kuzma, bring back Harrison Barnes. Let's say a, a trade for DeAndre Hunter. Okay. And then Kelly Oubre. <laughs> well, I already know One where he five. is. One through okay, five. One through five. So I'm going to name it off again. You've got... But can I ask a question? Yeah. Um, as I raise my hand? Yeah. Um, do I have to factor in contracts and everything? Or is this just like... Just, just as players. Okay, I'm go not going to make you factor in contracts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just as players. Okay. So OG Kuzma. Who would I say? Uh, De- DeAndre Hunter. Uh-huh. If they trade for him from Atlanta. Kelly. Oh, you're Kelly Oubre. Okay, yeah. And Harrison Barnes. And Barnes. Okay. So I would go OG first. Okay. I I really like Kuz. Yeah. But I'm also like Hunter is a little younger. 25 oh. and 27, I think <laughs> okay. it is. Okay. Uh, Plays plays defense. I know, I know. He goes invisible you know sometimes what? on offense. Are you going? To We're gonna get Hunter cute two? here. We're gonna go Hunter two. We're gonna go Kuz three. Okay. <laughs> and I'm only not putting Harrison on here because it's like I think it's a little bit prisoner of the moment. It's how can the Kings make a tweak to get better, right? Because if they keep if, Harrison, you don't have to justify Harrison. Sorry. Well, I just really like I like Harrison on this team. Okay. That's why I'm just, I'm putting him toward the bottom. Um, Kelly Oubre had a good year last year. Well, in his, what, 60-something games that he played? I I cannot, and if Mike Brown has a different feeling about this, okay. But Mike Brown was there with the Warriors when Kelly Oubre was there, and it was a weird fit. It was just a weird, and, and it they, really the, was the read and react was there. He wasn't knocking down the three consistently. Decision making. He doesn't weird. always take good shots, yes. right? Now, does it fit with what you're trying to achieve? I, I know he could score. I've seen him get hot in games. I've all right, Harrison, and then Oubre. Wow. Okay. So yeah, I, I'm going fine. Convince me. It, it's interesting because I, I think OG is a perfect fit for Sacramento, especially if things are right. I do think sometimes the stuff gets a little overstated with him, but he's clearly a really good defensive player and checks some boxes that the Kings desperately need. I think the one thing that was encouraging for him offensively yeah. is after the all-star break, I believe he averaged 17 points a game. Who? Uh, OG. Wow. 17.3 points a game on 54% shooting, 
44% from three. That was after the all-star break. So I, I like seeing that type of growth from him offensively because I think some people aren't sure about the three-point shooting consistently. You know why Harrison Barnes should be at the top of this list? Okay, here we go. He's like the only guy that played more than 70 games. Well, and... They're, all those okay. guys you mentioned were in the 60s. Again, the durability thing, I think it's it undersold. The, the guy plays 82 games in an NBA season. It was 82? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like... Oh, my God. I want to double check that is, that is, his games the last couple of years for I, Sacramento. So, yeah, he went 82, 77. He had that year, wow, 2021 season, 58, but that was the COVID year, right? Okay. That was a weird season, 58, and then 72. Like, he's... You, you ready? OG, 67. Okay. DeAndre Hunter, 67. Kuzma, 64. Oubre, 48. Uh oh. I would go OG one, <laughs> okay. Kuzma two, De- DeAndre three, HB fourth, Ubre last. Okay, we're pretty much the same. It was just Hunter and Kuz, which, by the way, I'm just being cute with it too. I just so cute. When I hear Nick Nurse talk about OG Ananobi's defense and talk about he's almost a pit positionless defender, and then you look at I'm on YouTube, of course. And you know, I know mixtapes, highlight packages. Oh, love me but I was just tape. watching like OG Ananobi defensive highlights from last year. And I don't think it's overstating it because the guy was on the all defensive team. So I'm watching these games and it's like, wow, he's defending Dame multiple possessions. Oh, wow. He's defending Luca multiple possessions. Oh, wow. They're playing the Kings and he's defending Sabonis in the post. Like, he has the ability to legitimately defend multiple positions. And if he can find consistently uh, a consistency offensively and kind of perform like he performed after the All-Star break, if you love that's him a so damn much, perfect fit. If you love him so much, what are you willing to give up, bud? That's the thing. Exactly. I can't give up Keegan, so we, I'm out. As Mark Ewan would say. Done. I'm out. And with that said, I'm out. <laughs> can't do it. Said. Dun, dun, dun. God, you just... Hey, oh, DeRay's defending Durant. You know, like, 7-2 wingspan. Ugh. So maybe I should be stop being a coward and say, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Take them all. Take them all. No, you can't do that. You just can't. Um, I mean, obviously for different reasons, when yeah. we were talking about the Suns and we're talking about how important depth is, it's like, if you believe in pieces that you have that you can build, you obviously still need to add some elite talent to yep. your squad. But yeah, I mean, if you walk away this off season and let's just say the OG thing doesn't happen, you walk away adding your two major acquisitions are Kyle Kuzma and Sasha. Oh yeah, I forgot about Sasha. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, and and, and so we think with Sasha. I feel like that's like almost it feels like almost two of the same player right there very very similar positional fit yeah not i mean when i say similar like it's not like their games are the exact same yeah. kuzma shoots 33 percent from three point yeah, land, you know dunking on people and i think i'm more thinking of like yes positional size yeah i just i don't know shape. that's interesting too i mean does sasha view himself as a starter at the nba level 
We'll know what June probably borderline. Yeah, June twenty third is when Sacramento can officially start having negotiations with Sasha. Which I love the NBA. <laughs> it, the rules are so funny. Why? The Kings have been sending people over there for like the last oh. year, as if there was like been no discussions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nothing at all. In this league, the deals for free agency coming up in a couple Thursdays from now. They've already done. They're being worked on right now. There's stuff being finalized tonight. It is strange. Like, I don't know. I guess I guess it's more of a... It's more to try to give a deadline than it is to give, like, a, a rule of you can't talk to them before that date, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's just casual rule. Tampering. Not really a thing. And if you do it and it's really bad, we might take away a second round pick and fine you. Like with the Jalen Brunson thing. Oh, my God. (laughs) Second rounder, no. Another thing that people in the chat were bringing up, I saw this, was just Kuzma's assist the last couple of years. You know, he's not like a primary ball handler, but the fact that last season with Washington, he averaged 21 points, 7 rebounds, 3.7 assists. That's pretty good. I like it. Year before, 17 points, 8.5 rebounds, 3.5 assists. Nice. Playmaking a little bit more. For a team that likes to move the ball. Yeah. No, you, I you're going to have to live with some stuff with him. There's going to be frustrating moments if you add him. Some bad shots every once in a while. And that's going to... A travel it, here well, or there. You know, it's, it's funny. And that's why when you talk about a guy that maybe... There's no... No one's going to be perfect, like we already said. But... At least if they're really good at one thing, you know, you can always expect that from him, you know, especially like if it's a defensive player. Like, that's why I think with OG, you get really excited about someone like him because, you know, night in and night out, he's at least going to be playing some high level defense. Here's from the chat. Appreciate you guys in the chat, by the way, if you're here, hit that thumbs up button. Helps us, helps us grow some more and more people around the world. See us. Phoenix Play says, I have a question for Kings fans. If Pat Riley offered you Bam Adebayo for Domas, one for one swap, would you do it? Ooh, that's, honestly, that's tough. Pat Riley, one, is never parting ways with Bam Adebayo. Doesn't matter what the deal is. Doesn't matter what the deal is. Portland says they're coming up with a compelling package to try to land Bam. So Dame can play with Bam. That's cute. Not going to happen unless Dame goes to Miami. Um, yeah. I, I like them both a lot. Man. I do too. And that's why that that is really tough when if you're just putting it like that. I mean, how old? Bam's a little younger, right? Even though we shouldn't care. I'm a, Him and Fox are BFFs. Oh, uh, yeah. You got that going. Um, yeah, 25. Well, 25 and what? 27. I, I like both of them because I look at them. Both those guys can pass. Obviously, Bam's longer. He's a better defensive player than Domas. But they're very, like, unselfish guys who play extremely hard. You know? I mean... Played 75 games last year, too. Yeah. I love that guy. He's a dog. I know. Sabonis is a dog, too. Yeah, I can't choose. I'm not going to choose because I can't. That's a tough one. That one's a really, like... There's no... There's no reason to, like, for the Sacramento Kings, 
Like there'd be no reason to do that. Right I know now. it's just a, no one's pushing no, this morning. No, no, my my that's my <laughs> brain is going to like why I'm leaning uh, toward like why I just went. So I'd be like, oh no, like you don't need to screw with that right now. Phoenix says, "Good political answer, Mo." She just <laughs> she just said no. and then I yeah. then I changed it. I, I hey, uh, I got off the fence. I went to a side, something I usually never do. Um. Yeah, I did see that. It was funny today. Speaking of Bam, was that Portland is like. This, I, I'm very interested in the whole Portland leaks coming out left and right. Yeah. And it feels like it's Dame, his camp, them, maybe other teams. Like everyone, there's so much talk about Portland. It seems like every morning there's like three news stories. Hey, Dame actually wants to play with like, he doesn't want the number three pick there. He doesn't want to play with a ton of young guys. Oh, he maybe wants to go to Miami. Oh, Portland really wants to try to land Bam out of bio. To play with Dame. And I'm like, God, they just have a lot going on. They have a lot and I'm, going on. Well, I don't know what the hell they're supposed to do. They have a lot going on in their, whether, like you said, it's organization, agents, whoever that is pushing out all the shit. It's, it's being pushed out. And it's being pushed out because they want something to happen. They are looking for something to happen. And I think it is time for something to happen with Dame Lillard. That is not their future you know what i mean that is not what i think they're trying to truly accomplish but i think they all no one wants to say it dame goes on his ig live and says i want to be in portland i want to be in portland yeah but smart great talks about playing for other teams now i think he's he's making it more apparent than ever that he would be cool with the idea dame lillard by the way next year makes 45.6 million the year after that 48.7 the year after that he makes 58.5 and then he's got a player option in the 26-27 season for $63.2 million. <sighs> is there, like, what else is, what other jobs are there where you can make $63 million in one year? It's amazing. In one, I mean, and technically in like nine months, but. So, Dame Morgan, w- yeah. with that money, like, okay, the idea of adding Dame to a team that was in the NBA Finals has Jimmy and Bam. You you would figure Pat Riley's making that deal for for Dame. Bam staying there with Jimmy. That's got it. The squad. Is that good enough in the East to get it done? I mean, that team without Tyler Hero this year, right, in the playoffs, was obviously able to get to the NBA Finals. Uh-huh. I think the one thing that we pinpoint, it seems like, with every one of these guys that we talk about moving around the league is, all right, how many games are they playing? And Dame, the last couple of years, just hasn't played a lot of games due to injury. 58 this last year. The year before that, he played 29. 67 in the 2021 season, 66 before that. That was short. And so the last couple of years, it's just not been trending in a good direction for Dame. And, you know, he's going to be 33 years old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I but- mean... And I think it's tough for Portland because I think in a perfect world, they would like, Dame, hey, just, Dame, just stick it out here and we'll get the number three pick. Maybe we'll get Scoot here. And you, you can kind of guide him the next couple of years. But Dame's to the point, he's like, I kind of want to be done with this. And I think you're right. The Blazers are scared to end it. Yep. They're scared to break up with each other. Everyone's afraid to break up. And, and I get, and here's, here's my thing. If you are going to break up with each other, Try and do it behind the scenes so then the messaging 
comes out fair, but nobody ever wants the messaging to come out fair. Someone wants it to be like, it's their fault. It's their fault. Point fingers because then we can create this narrative. Like we never wanted to leave or we never wanted to see him go. I can't believe he's going, you know, and it's just like cut the Bravo bullshit and just make it happen. Make sure the messaging is fair, but make it happen. Cause I'm ready. It's tough, but yeah, if you're Portland, maybe maybe it's time to just go that route and hope you get Scoot Henderson. It's a good guy to build around. He's got some damn qualities in him. He just does. Just with how he carries himself. His work ethic alone. Scoot is going to be really fun. And I know there are questions about his shooting. I just don't have as many questions about it because I feel like he's had some really good stretches and that guy is just purely 100% focused on playing basketball and That's he, I think he's got for. the ability to, to get to the rack he'll dunk on people. I think some people are concerned about the size, but God, I mean, he's got all the characteristics you'd want in a franchise player. And I remember we had a chance to see him like two seasons ago, one of his early G league ignite games against Stockton Kings. And I had not known much about scoop besides the prep. I kind of did. I knew he was a big signing for them, but you know, you never know with young players, how yeah. they're going to look. And instantly you see him come into a game. You're like, yeah, he's an NBA player and he looks like a star. He's 17 and he belongs with grown ass men out there. He, at 17, yeah. his feel for the game, like physically, you, like, you could see his rawness in, in some aspects. If you really, yes, sure. But you knew you go, oh my God, that guy's going to get better and better every year. And then you saw him this last year as he gets a little bit older, his body aged at a level that we've obviously have never seen before. I mean, he's huge. He's huge. Great kid. Yes. Oh. Also, for those who missed it, last year at Summer League, we actually sat down with him for about 25 minutes in Vegas. You could search Scoot Henderson, Deuce and Mo on YouTube, and it should pop up. It was a fun conversation just it talking was. about his journey, and that was before, obviously, last year. He was at Summer League, and we just sat with him. I remember how exhausted I was during that interview. A lot of late nights. We had just had uh, some Dairy Queen. Deucey, hello, hungover that day. That day you well, were? I was feeling it that day, yeah. Really? Just from an exhaustion standpoint. Oh. Like my, and then it was like, yes. we thought there was a chance to interview Scoot, and we're like, all right, could happen. That's no, probably not happening. And it was one of those, it was peak end of the, it was like late afternoon where you're like really feeling like, I could use a nap right now. You just had Dairy Queen, and they go, Hey, Scoot's ready. And you're like, okay, okay, let's go. I love it, you guys, that you just said, you know, in those moments and you just have Dairy Queen and you're just like, oh, I'm so tired. You like know, that's like you a, like something a, heavy? I know, but it's just funny because it sounded like, yeah, like that's something someone you, does every day. No, we've all had those moments like post a night of drinking where you're like, I'm just going to eat whatever today. Mm. Here's Taco Bell. I'll chase it down with some DQ. <laughs> I'll chase you it. Know? With a little DQ on the side. God, that DQ is good. And the interview was fun. It was, it was great. It was fun just getting talk. His whole family yeah. was right there. Like, super sweet people. I wonder what his family was thinking, too. Who are these? Who are these people? These two random people? With our, okay. with our hands. With our mics. Like, who, it's not like some fancy setup. I'm there plugging in the Morgan's laptop with our with a nice camera and, like, mics and stuff. But... It's not the fan. It's not like we have like a producer on set where he's coming on stage. We're just like sitting in this press box without without a lot of room. He's like shooting for slam and all these things, and it's like, hey, 
Boise in the chest is Dairy Queen is bottom tier, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm not talking about eating food. The only thing you go to Dairy Queen for are the blizzards. I don't think anyone goes, hey, I'm feeling some DQ today. Let me go get a hamburger there. No. It's blizzards. Who would some get a hamburger dip there? A cone. I'm not a, I'm oh, not a dipped I cone. Oh, I love a good dipped cone. <laughs> but here's the thing. Why you get DQ in Las Vegas, one, it's 120 outside. Two, at Thomas and Mac, at the Cox Pavilion, they're connected. They the have, best thing there. It's on the concourse. It's on the... On the you the like line is da- always, like, out the door. Yeah, you... It's in the arena. You get Dairy Queen there. Oh. But they don't have cookie dough. They only have Oreo. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'll take it. I mean, it's good. Yeah, it's amazing. Dip cone is a must. Yes. So how please. did we get there? Oh, yeah. We interviewed Scoot Henderson <laughs> last year at uh, Las Vegas Summer League. The one w- interesting thing, I saw people in the chat mentioning Jeremy Grant again. I think headed into the offseason, before the draft lottery, I think the, ta- the talk was, oh, Jeremy Grant's going to re-sign there. There's still going to kind of find a way to build around Dame. Them jumping up to three obviously has changed some things, I think, for them, especially with a chance to get someone like Scoot Henderson or if, if it's Brandon Miller instead it obviously changes things. Like if they move on from Dame, is it a situation where Jeremy's like, they don't want to spend money on Jeremy Grant, yeah. even though they could pay him the most. I don't know. Maybe he's cool with staying or maybe Jeremy's like, I don't want to, I want to go win somewhere. And then he's another guy that becomes a real potential interesting name to bring up. When you talk about the Sacramento Kings, it would be expensive. Yeah. It, I, I'm not acting like, the Suns are doing something innovative and they're doing something the right way by spending a lot of money to try and win games. But in this league, I'm just saying that you do have yeah. to spend money to Scared try money. and win some. Don't make no money. Yeah. <laughs> like you have to. So, um, and if you're not willing to, well, then you better know how to. Uh, scout the right guys, develop them from within. But I also feel like the Kings, because of everything they achieved last season, they have, their standards have to be higher. And with this, if you run it back with this same exact roster with no upgrade, you're just, you're just going to do what you did. Well, let's just say, what if they came back with the same roster, but added Sasha. But maybe you lose Trey Lyles in that. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Can you run it back? I just don't know with okay. Sasha yet. You know, like, that's such an unknown. Like, I could sit here and be like, everything that we've watched with his games, like, you just don't know sometimes how their game is going to translate I guess the question is, role. when you look at the West, though, do you think, like, this core group, like, if they just brought it back is good enough to be a playoff team again in the Western Conference. Of course, they yeah. stayed really healthy this year. Like, is just running it back, could they win a series with this team? If it was just another year, they bring back Barnes and... and they could make the playoffs for sure um, with this same team, which is great. And let's even say Sasha's on that squad. Like, great. I just... This, this league is weird. You never know what could happen. But if you're just picturing everything how it is right now, like what's even going on in Dallas? I mean, you're going to have skinny Luca for the first half of the season. No one's buying that. Hey, 
You'd be nice. The things you do not buy in any offseason. Oh. Luca being in elite shape. Ben Simmons workout videos. Oh, yeah. Altered you, photos. You just don't. Those are like the top two you just don't buy. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, that's fair. And I hope this is the offseason for Luca. I hope it's Ben Simmons. I hope this is the best offseason that leads to this epic comeback story. I'm not rooting against it, but I, I've fallen... Uh, Personally, I've fallen for these traps too many times. Don't right? fall for Dude, it. Dude, you see Ben Simmons, man. He's locked in. Well, he's looking good. You hear him on JJ Reddick's podcast. I listen to him on JJ Reddick's podcast. Morgan, I almost, we we did an NBA prediction in a podcast, and I forgot to get to this point. One of my hot takes was going to be, Ben Simmons is going to be an all-star this year. I I talked myself into it. Well, can I just say this, though? <laughs> like, you, you were rooting for someone that was down, and you're rooting for... for Oh, I love a good you, comeback story. You love a good comeback story. And then on top of that, you were being a little manipulated by um, a good interview. And, <laughs> okay. and I don't think there was any intentional manipulation. I don't think JJ was like, hey, let's uh, let's really sell your comeback story here. Let's can really, I, well, can let's I tell you that what guy in Sacramento. What manipulation is, it's his photos this offseason that are literally face-tuned and edited. Yeah. That's manipulation. <laughs> So now you know I don't what? believe the other shit. Although maybe he's just trolling people. Maybe that's his gimmick this mm -hmm. offseason where he's like, you know what? I'm going overboard. I'm going to Photoshop myself looking ripped. I'm going to drop dramatic quotes mm. and go and over trolled. the top. He trolled uh, what, uh, the Philly. He trolled Philly. He's in He's in his heel gimmick right now. Ooh. Let him be a heel. Now you're going to fall in love with him again. <laughs> he becomes a heel. It's amazing. Sometimes that... Heel turn comes, and you're like, yeah, I hate that guy. And no, no, I really like him. Yeah, so. Uh, Boise says Mo was defending Ben hard last year. I mean, I think we both were. Yeah, and and you got, I was mostly, again, because I was humanizing him. I thought people were just shitting on him. No, not thought. They were just shitting on him to shit on him. And it was just wrong. Like, this guy is down in the dumps. You saw that he was capable of being a basketball player in the NBA. Like, could that be the year? And it ended, oh, my oh my God, I was wrong. It wasn't the year. And, in fact, he's showing his true colors. Like, this is what he is. And this is probably what he is going to be for the rest of his career. Which is kind of harsh, but. Man, I hope not. I'm rooting for him. I mean, yeah, but that's just what he, what he's showing is like, I don't know. Yeah, it's been a long time. It's There's the, no denying it's that. It's the same thing with like Kyrie, because by the way, you're asking me about the Western Conference and I was going around the Western Conference first in my head and even just thinking about Kyrie Irving and it's like whatever he does next year, if something else happens, right? Like he's not on the Mavs. I don't believe, I believe in his skill level, but I don't believe in him and his availability on a team. Like he has shown me so many times, like when they show you, believe them. Yeah, I think with him though, it's not always like injury stuff. So that's the weird thing. Yeah, right. I would not be like excited to sign Kyrie and go, okay, my goal is to win a championship and this has got to be the guy I'm getting to do it. Like, I, I would not have confidence in that if I was a GM. But, you know, I, I also think okay, there's so many guys who like playing with a guy. He's really good. He's really He's good. He's really, really good. But, yeah, I mean, it's also Kyrie. All these things, though, 
made me think about the Kings. I think they could run it back. And that's where I I go. I'm like, well, if they stay that healthy again, why? Well, I think staying that healthy seems almost just so lucky. You know, it just doesn't happen. But they also did have guys that were hurt playing with injuries from Keegan, Demonis, obviously. Like, Sabonis could have ended missing like 25, 30 games this year had he went and had surgery. Who knows how long he could he could have been out for that. So, you know, that I think Keegan was playing through a, a similar injury. So it's not like they weren't hurt. They just had guys either tough it out and they they had some luck on their side too. But I think if you ran if you ran it back and added Sasha, Keegan gets better in year two. I'm like, yeah, why couldn't you? still be a really competitive team. I mean, there is a case to be made that if you don't love the options out there and you're like, hey, we don't really think there's a great option that we can go get that makes sense for us about how much it costs, all that stuff, that's going to be better than HB next year. Okay. I just, I I think my concern is giving HB like a four-year deal or something like that. That's where I would be a little bit concerned. But Running it back, I would like to see some moves, but I think they could still be good next year if their offseason was adding Sasha and like the 24th pick yeah. or whatever that was. Yeah. And like we said, NBA's crazy. You never know what tweaks are made out of trade deadline, who's looking to change around their franchise. Anything can happen. A couple people in the chat are saying there is a report from Mark Stein. The Clippers are gauging Paul George's trade value and are giving real consideration to the idea of disassembling the Kawhi Leonard-Paul George tandem. Well, I instantly go with Paul George. I'm like, okay, if the Blazers are trying to salvage this Dame Lillard thing. Oh. Let's talk some Paul George for a okay. second. So Paul George next season makes 45.6 million and then he has a player option the final year of that deal in the 24-25 season for 48.7 million dollars paul george what about him so what he's got a great podcast i don't know if you've heard it <laughs> great podcast he really does <sighs> what 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 i feel like tonight's podcast if it we title podcast that way like some podcasts do it would be called availability how many guys have we talked about this ability yes the best ability is availability you got it yeah last week you totally butchered it this week was a little better (laughs) Uh, paul george played 56 games last year yeah the year before that he played 31 the year before that he played 54 the year before that he played 48 no i mean no I, i don't tell you when he's out there it's great He's going to be 33 next year, uh-huh. 33 years old. Yep. That's Paul George for you. In- and he has moments. You watch him, man. There's so many times you watched him, even last year, like, damn. Damn's a stud. And thinking about his journey, I'm not hating on the guy at it's- all. It's just like, God, it's just so hard in this league when you look at some of these guys, you go, I like their talent. Zion's the one that is probably the most difficult when we talk about big moves. Is like, what the hell is going to happen with this guy? But with Paul George, I, I I love a lot about him. His size, the shooting, the defense. He can, yeah, exactly. He can defend. And <coughs> he can still, even through the time when he is healthy, he moves well. Yep. You know, he, I mean, not only with his footwork on the offensive end, turnaround, lethal jumper, 
But then on the defensive end, can just make a big impact yeah. for whatever team that he's on, not just his on-ball defense. Yeah. So what about him? Where where do you want to see him? No, I was for a second being like, does it make sense for Sacramento too? I mean, you, we know Monty likes to take big swings, you know? I, I That's where the, everything, right? My mindset, and this is what's fun now, is I'm thinking big. That's true. I'm thinking big now. This is not an offseason where like, all right, well, I mean, you know, you think he can convince Ariza to come here? You know, like th- there's, you have a GM that looks like he's willing to take chances to really take some swings. And I think they're motivated to try to take that next step so we can have some of these conversations. And I think the next step, and how, how do you find that when every single guy we've talked about today is like 60 something games or below um, that they played last season? It's like, Age and miss, missing a ton of games. It's no, it is a big in you. What made the Kings so good last year was the consistency that they were able to play with because so many guys were always playing together. Yeah. And when you have that, even at practice, like what that can do for the spirit of a team, like you're all willing to play with broken limbs and and bruises and blood and everything you can think of. You're willing to do that for each other at practices and through the hard times and then through games. It's like you want to do something different for each other. And you saw that with this team last year. I'm out on that one for the Kings. Good. I like that. Uh, In the chat, (laughs) someone was mentioning that I was looking a little beefy. Budget baller brands is juice looking beefy, bro. Is juice on the juice? Oh my god! I was just caught. Someone just commented on my way. Well, the I don't other think day. beefy is a negative thing. But oh yeah, you know it's funny. I think bu- there's been a couple people now have commented on my way, uh, specifically my face a little bit, and on Morgan's weight. <laughs> and I've been very transparent about this. Um, we know yeah, we're I, a little fat right now. From January 2023. For those who don't know, we decided, hey, we'll go do radio. We'll do this radio show on top of everything else we do. We'll try and see how, yeah, let's do it. will make some money, have some fun. Uh, it, we can make it work. And during that time, oh I God. was exhausted mentally, physically, didn't work out. I put on from January to April 15th, 15 pounds. That's crazy. You know why? Because all I would do is I, I was, I'd eat whatever. And I was not like making healthy choices. I was ordering food to go all the time. I was like, all right, got this show today. We've got a Stockton game, got a Kings game, night chat. Uh, we have that tomorrow too. We got a book guest, all this stuff. And you're just like shoveling. I didn't care. I was just like, I'm just eating to survive. And I was making terrible choices, terrible, not working out. So Same. yeah, uh, I've been back in the gym consistently. Yeah. Shout out to our friends at ESAC fitness, by the way. Yeah. Hey, go to esacfitness.com, the official workout, official gym of the Deuce Mill podcast. Facts. I've been going there, and I've dialed it in. I've dialed it in. And it's so easy to dial it in there. I'm down like five, six pounds. So (sighs) Good job. We're being consistent. I still got that fluff fluff going, but I'm trying. I got to fit into some pants (laughs) just bought. Oh. Oh, my God. But, yeah. Yeah. We should mention that real fast, too, Morgan. What? you uh, went to Dallas over the weekend. Morgan was doing sidelines for a WNBA game between the Storm 
and the Dallas Wings in Dallas on CBS with Cheryl Swoops, Pat Boylan. And I love Morgan, like, posted about it, and I, I posted about her. I was watching the game. I was super happy for her. But I was laughing so hard because one of the comments that someone posted was about Morgan <laughs> looking like, what did they say, a little... Did she gain weight? Oh, I thought it was something like she's looking puffy or something like that, or maybe that... Someone just, else said yeah. that, too? I don't know, maybe. Maybe. God, and I'm like, damn it. God, people are the worst. Like, they, And maybe it was just a person that was just very direct. I don't know. I was just like... We're highlighting this really cool moment for one's career. And the first thing you go is like, hey, I should put on weight. Imagine speaking in person to someone like, hey, I've got a very exciting thing. You're talking to a group of people. Hey, just let you know, like, very excited that I'm going to be doing a WNBA game. And I'm up there next to you. Go, More, I'm so happy for you. And then someone goes, hey, Morgan, you gained any weight? No one would do that. And, and but on, on, on social media, you're like, oh this shit let me let me do this real fast like and if it is going to be a question you have to ask at least make it a second question <laughs> at least push it to number two like we can get to that question and say yes yeah to be I clear a hundred percent we have both gained weight fluffy we're fluffy and we're working on it and not working on it because i give a shit what any of you think i'm working on it because i want to fit in some goddamn pants and i want to feel better okay I'm, i am doing it because i i i you know, I, I feel like there's a large segment of the people who watch us on YouTube that I've been just begging for one of these days for me to do <laughs> a podcast with my shirt off. And yes. <laughs> you have to work for that moment. Uh, um, but really quick, going back to the game that I did. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was so much fun. Um, and I got one of like the best WNBA games of this season. It was incredible. Two career highs um, from Jewel Lloyd and Arike Ogumbawale. And it was just... Um, it was a great game. It was a really fun game, really fun experience. And Deuce, I know I already gave you this little shout out, but just really quick, quick shout out to Deuce Mason, who for the entire week leading up to this game, because I didn't find out until like two weeks ago. And he's so good at helping me prep to be my best and i think in some ways it's because he doesn't want to be embarrassed that he's partnered with me so he wants to make sure that i'm good yeah that's a hundred percent because if you go on national tv and make you look bad make you, it makes me look bad yes. it a hundred percent makes me look bad because they're like who is this she's awful and they go deuce and Mo oh, oh God. and then i'm tied in with yes. you and i don't want to be like so if i'm tied with you me. you have to be great i can't be around losers or people who are yes. bad good oh good well i'm glad i could um be up to your standard but seriously thank you so much for um, all your help always. Like I, I know I say this to you and I, I, I truly mean it. I would not be in this position without you. So thank you for okay. always believing me, blah, 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 blah. Let's lose some weight and fit in those pants, baby. Just so you guys know, if this was not live, she would not be saying <laughs> any of those things. <laughs> It's so, do not buy her like, oh, I'm, I'm being nice. I really appreciate it because she doesn't. She did. <laughs> Wait, what the, I, I posted something about it because I was yeah. so. Felt phony. Oh my God. It was, it's super genuine. I'm serious. <laughs> just, I'm just kidding. Oh my God. And yeah, anyway, um, WNBA, 
also like helping my basketball fix this summer. As soon as the the finals happened, Nuggets win. I was just like, all right, more WNBA. It is just on another level this season. Well, the games, the talent level in the league is so strong. And I feel like we're getting better as a society. And I know in social media, it still exists. And I guarantee there's someone listening to this podcast that's just going, WNBAs, they suck. They can't do that, blah, blah, blah. Look, if there's one thing you need to know about me, if you feel that way, you're a cash to grow up, okay? The but, untrained eye. Yeah. They don't act like you have a small wiener, okay? Like, it's okay to like the WNBA. I'm a basketball fan. I like basketball. And it's fun. I don't, I, they don't, it, it doesn't matter that I'm not seeing guys dunk on each other all the time. I All I know is I'm seeing the skill level at an unbelievably high level. Yep. The ball handling, mm. the shooting, and that game you were just talking about, it was fantastic. And I... I, I, we've been watching more and more WNBA. You're talking about you getting ready for the game. So you're like, you find out you're doing this Storm Wings game. You're like, I have to be locked in with the WNBA. So you're w- catching up on games, watching Wings games, watching, watching Storm, Storm games. games. And watching it, I'm like, this is fun. Well, then Now I'll- I'm looking all the time. I'm like, I got to watch more games. Be- I love basketball. And I, I think there's always this thing we do on social media at the end of the season where we say... Oh, what do I do? Basketball season's over. It's like, it's not over. There's still basketball. Yep. Like, I, I think if you give it a chance out there, the small wiener people, you would <laughs> get to a point where, like, you know what? I see what do. I'll listen to the basketball mind for a second. I'll listen to the guy who loves basketball and drops knowledge all the time and turn on the game. Knowledge. Yeah. It, it's it's so true. I, what? The what? CJ's right. The only people who are going to cap on, hate on it, the untrained eye. Yeah. As Eric Spolstra would say, which I love, my favorite line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, truly, I, I I know I told so many other people to tune into the game because I was I was like just tune in and watch. And I had people text me after like, oh, I can't wait to watch another W game. Like I'm definitely yeah. tuning into this product. So hell yeah, I love it. Yeah, ball is life. <laughs> ball is life. Uh, I, I want to talk about Zion in just a second. Oh yeah. We have plenty of other NBA topics, including some news involving the Stockton Kings today. I do want to mention that tonight's NBA Night Chats, as we approach the NBA Draft, is presented by Yisak Fitness. Yeah, I've been back in the gym. I'm trying to get back in shape. I'm trying to look sculpted and ripped and sexy again. Honestly, I just want to feel good. I want to feel like a slob. So uh, what's great about Yisak Fitness, they've got classes you need, everything you could possibly need to get in shape. You can check them out online, yisakfitness.com. Give them a call, 916-599-3181. Also, if you're looking to buy or sell a house, hit up Joey Reagan over at Lion Real Estate Morgan. If you want to live in the Sacramento area, why should people call Joey? Well, we already know this about Joey. Joey loves the hell out of this place, and he's only going to make sure that you love the hell out of your place. And I like that. That's a good tagline. Thank you. Hey, you want to love the hell out of your place? You want well, you pick to, this man. guy who loves the hell out of this entire place. That's Joey Reagan. Um, seriously, he's just one of those guys that's all about connecting with people. Everyone falls in love with him when they have conversations with him. So if you're just looking to make this process easier, go with Joey. Check out his website, jreagan.golion.com. That's jreagan.golion.com. You can also call or text him, 916-412-4592. That's 916-412-4592. License number 0212. 
8070. Appreciate everyone hanging out with us on this NBA night chat. So make sure if you're in that chat, hit that thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. If you're on the audio side, make sure you drop us a five-star rating on Spotify or the Apple Podcast Store so more and more people can get our content. We're going to have a long NBA draft stream coming up Ooh. on Thursday night. It's going to be a It's uh, just a party. Last I mean, year, we did 12 hours. Oh, I don't think we'll do... We we did 12 on draft night? Draft night, we did 12 What time hours. did we start? Around noon. Holy crap, did we? I think it was pretty early. Okay, we're not starting that early. Uh, I, I think year. I actually ended it. I think I was by myself at the end of last year. Did we start early because something happened in the there day? There was just a lot of rumors, and I think that, you know, the Kings had the number four pick. Okay. Anyway, we're going to have a long stream that night. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah, make sure to join us. So the Zion Williamson stuff, Morgan, is very intriguing. Like, what the hell is going to happen? It seems like there's more and more noise about him possibly getting moved. I know Bill Simmons on his latest podcast, and not like he's a reporter or anything, but he was talking with Ryan Russillo, and Simmons said he has a source that really, really thinks Zion Williamson will get traded by the end of this week. I it, That doesn't surprise me a lot but it sounds like he'll get traded by the end of this week and every time that gets brought up what gets brought up is that number two pick charlotte right well charlotte i mean the the portland pick has been brought up too at three it 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 has but the one i've been hearing the biggest connection to is charlotte because they think of scoot and you hear the connection of oh wow the pelicans would love to have scoot yeah, I also just don't know what to believe this time of year. It's just there's so much misinformation. We all get caught up in mock drafts, right? I was looking back at Gavoni's mock draft from last year during the 2022 uh, draft. Yeah. In his mock draft, he nailed four of the first 15. But like we all read mock drafts, and there are a lot of them are the same. Like, oh, this is where this player is going. It's a guessing game. True. But then there's misinformation. Teams might leak some stuff out. Agents, players' camps. It's the same thing with all this trade talk. But I think it's clear there's something with the Zion New Orleans thing where I, I think they are questioning whether or not to move forward. God, I just look at Zion and I, I hope he could turn it around stay healthy and be in shape because I, I just don't want us to be watching like a Netflix doc in five years where we're talking about, yeah, this guy was a generational talent. He couldn't stay healthy. He couldn't stay in shape and he was distracted by hooking up with chicks all over the world. Hey, <laughs> hey. well, the, the only but, reason no, you know what I'm saying, it's just like the optics of that looks like, Hey, are you not working on yourself? Right. And you're exactly right. Look what he does on the floor. He's when he's on the floor. But if you're another team, like if you're trading for Zion, your job's on the line. If you hit on this, you're a king. You're awesome. You are one of the best. But if you miss out, it's it's hard to come back from that because I want to be like, okay, you traded for a guy who had played 29 games the last two seasons a guy that in his nba career has played 114 out of 328 games and you're surprised he didn't work out it's such a tough one because when he is out there the guy is an all-star yep he is a specimen unlike we've ever seen yep. a guy his size 
to move the way he does to be it's able disgusting. to to be able to move the like jump, play defense, shoot from the outside, like has the feel for the game, has it all. Has it all. And but you already said the name of this podcast is availability and <laughs> this episode. And with Zion, I think so many people go, well, talent trumps all. Like it just does. And he is exactly everything that you said he is. And if you have that opportunity, you go for him. I don't agree. I just, I do not agree with that. Sometimes when you have that cheat code doesn't translate into championship basketball. It just, I mean, it doesn't. It means it can get you to a different level that maybe you weren't able to, but like you usually have to give up a lot of stuff too, to try and get that. And then when that becomes your identity, but then that part of your identity isn't playing for more than half the season, then what are you doing? Like he's a two-time all-star his salary in the next couple of years, 33.5 next year, then 36, it jumps to 38, then 41.5. The final year is 44.2. So $194 million over the next five seasons owed to Zion, who, as I mentioned, 114 out of 328 games in his NBA career. And last year played 29. The year before that, he did not play. But when he's out there, the guy's a two-time All-Star. 22 years old, too. That's why I'm thinking, like, if I'm the Pelicans... I'm running it back, man. Like if I, if there, and there's been mixed stuff about their relationship. Like he's not even talking to the front office. They're not vibing. Yeah. Well, if that's the case, that's going to change the dynamics. But if you can work that part of of it out, I'm running it back and seeing like, can this guy stay healthy? Because when he's out there, like he is worth that money. If he could stay healthy, the most games he's played in the season, by the way, I believe is in the sixties. 64 games staying healthy though also has to do with staying in shape and when you sadly he he carries it kind of like luca like they carry it you can see it you go you're not working on yourself you're not you know like we've seen you in the best shape and you're definitely not working on yourself he's not going to stay healthy if he's not working on himself and he looks bigger yeah i mean you know everyone's talking about us looking bigger we can talk about other people looking bigger yeah yeah, he's it's always, true. I always think he's always going to be a thick guy no matter what. But yeah, but there's we've a difference. Seen, we've seen him when he's like in decent shape yep. versus now. And it, when you're banged up, it's hard to stay in shape. But <sighs> it is so tough because, man, is he good when he's out there? When it, he is right, it, it's you don't ever quite, it's, it's, you don't question when he's out there. It's all the other stuff. It's like, okay, does he love it? I mean, I think there's a point like this. Is a someone that has played basketball his entire life and has been in the limelight his entire life. Like, if you're a basketball fan, if you've grown up on YouTube, you're seeing Zion play, like, in junior high and high school. And he's playing so many games. The wear and tear on the body, you know? And I, I heard Rasil and Simmons say this the other day, and I agree. It's like, we all assume NBA, all NBA players love, like, are obsessed with the game and love the game. Yeah. Some are. I mean, you. we've worked in the broadcasting business long enough to go, oh my man, God. that person's really talented and doesn't care that much. Yeah. And you're like, man, you can get away with it because you're so talented sometimes, but like that there's person's no not, there's there. no passion or you're not a good person. Like, yeah. 
And it's the same thing in, in basketball where, I don't know, maybe he's not like totally in love. And it's like, hey, when I'm out there and healthy, it's fun because I'm this freak of nature. And in, I mean, look, even when he got that last contract, it was, hey, sign the contract. And then if you really want to get out of New Orleans, force your way to New York or whatever big market, you know, everyone was talking about that he would possibly want to go to. But like you, you take that contract you make that money and that's what he's doing and if new orleans is like he's a freak of nature we want this to work but we truly believe like he's not going to be happy here then you get everything you can for that guy you get if you believe scoot is your future you get that number two pick especially if charlotte really wants to go in that direction well it's interesting because it it's tough to know what direction charlotte really wants to go Final week leading up to the draft, they had Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson back in Charlotte again to work out. And maybe they go Brandon Miller. There's so much talk about, okay, but how do they handle things if they draft Scoot number two and they have LaMelo? It's kind of, if you went purely by fit, as someone in the chat was just saying, Brandon Miller is the fit, right? Like he is the fit with LaMelo. The, que that, the bigger question is like, hey, what do you want to bet on? Like, do you want to bet on Scoot or LaMelo? Like, who, who is more likely to lead you to be a winning team in the league? I would personally say Scoot over LaMelo. And I think sometimes, like, when you guys are, when you're up there pick with a pick, you go for the most talented. I don't even think you go for fit because you go for the most talented because then there's going to be a time where you get a pick and choose what direction you want to go with that talent. And then the other talented person that you get to trade or do whatever with, yeah. you end up getting great stuff back. I mean, if you for sure go, hey, Scoot Henderson is beyond talented and he's, we believe as an organization, he is a tier above Brandon Miller. I agree with you. But if it is debatable and you're like, eh, you can see both ways. I'm cool with them taking Brandon er, based on fit. You know what I mean? Like, I guess if it's, it's really like right there, for he's them. very talented. I don't know. I don't know where they are at with it. I, I hear you. I do think like, all right, how, how would that work to get like one? Just how would that work together with Scoot and Lamelo? I think sometimes people. I mean, we saw we get there. Fox but, Halliburton, great example of that, right? I mean, sure, but at the same time, but that's why you you draft that player that you feel like is the best because then they got some bonus out of it, like. You do that, yeah. so then you go, okay, well, you know what? We actually want to go in this direction. Wow, we can get this for this other great piece that yeah. we have. In the chat, they said, is there a chance it's a smoke screen? Oh, yes. There's a chance that everything all NBA podcasts and shows are talking about, everything's smoke screen. Yeah, I don't know what's real, what's not. You know, especially with the King stuff, like... The Kings don't, especially with this front office, they don't really leak stuff. Like, when stuff gets leaked, it seems like it's a lot of agent stuff. It's not them leaking things. You know, I we didn't hear a whole bunch of noise about Kevin Herter until the deal was done. Yeah. Like it's not oh, like it was yeah. like, hey, there are sources say the Kings could have interest or could be working on a deal with Kevin Herter. It happened. We're like, oh, my God. Oh, that was okay. It happened quick. And then we went, oh, well, they had been talking to Atlanta about Colin, so maybe that came up. Mm -hmm. But we had not heard the Herter stuff, right? Tyrese Halliburton. No one was like, hey, Tyrese is getting moved for Sabonis. It's usually the free agent stuff or yeah. an agent trying to dictate things that, that it gets leaked out. 
me see. That. Are you? We we got um, a new Woj tweet. Someone was saying that's what they said. Yeah, I'm not reading it because no. I don't think it's right. I don't think it's right either. Don't read it. Yeah, you you can get fooled by these. Well, Twitter accounts. and that's why I didn't read it. I was just like, let me go look at that. Let me go see that. Yet. Um, yeah, but how I do you do you think do do you think there's gonna be a lot of things that happen before draft night on draft night when it comes to a lot of these big big names we've been talking about all podcast long Zion Dame. Or make a prediction. I feel like the Dame thing has to like something's gotta move here. I don't know if if he truly does not want to play with the number three pick because he's like. Look, no, no, eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old kid coming in this year is going to help us get to where I want to go. Right. And there's a decision to be made, unless they're just going to go. All right, Dane, we'll figure it out. Like, just you're a nice enough guy that we know, even if you're unhappy, you're still going to play, and we can figure it out down the road. Let's just draft whoever Such we want. A waste I don't know. I don't. It's so I don't. Yeah, I don't know what to believe. I I think the Zion one is tough because I want. I don't know that they're totally ready to give up on him. I I guarantee you they're beyond frustrated with him and his injuries, being out of shape, and then the the social media stuff obviously has been a lot interesting. It's been interesting, but I also don't think a team's going well. That's why I'm getting rid of a guy. I mean, look, yeah. he's an NBA player who has some fun on the road, like. I mean, news. if the sex tape comes out, it's like no one's going to care. Well, okay. Well, that's a different thing. You're talking about she threatened to put out this this woman threatened to put out a sex tape. Isn't that like called revenge porn? Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah. And she'd be arrested. Yeah. So, okay. And her Twitter account <laughs> got suspended today. Oh, that's, that's what we care about. Oh, my God. <clears throat> that's funny. Yeah, I mean... um. I just think there's so much risk for these other teams. It just feels like a really challenging deal to to make happen. Like, if I'm another GM, I guarantee you, I there, you're going to be like, I'm going to take a chance on that. I'm going to roll the dice on Zion. You're talking, yeah. yeah I know yeah. it's hard, and I yeah. understand what could go wrong, and a lot can. But there's I, a lot I, of thirsty. I, just, I love his talent so much, and you know, there's another GM going thirsty GMs. I'll do it. Yeah. No, thirsty ass GMs looking for that. So, <laughs> Andrea says, LOL, deuce drinking out of that big ass thermos. Yeah, my big Yeti. CJ says, bruh, Mo cracks me up. Why? <laughs> I don't mm. know what I did. Uh, a couple of other notes, too, we haven't hit on yet. We were, we were just talking about Zion. Uh, news involving the Kings today. So, Bobby Jackson got the job in Philly to join Nick Nurse's staff. So the Stockton Kings had an opening. Bobby had done a great job with the Stockton Kings the last great couple job. of years. And we were wondering, okay, what kind of direction will they go with that? One thing we did mention was Lindsey Harding because the last time they did have an opening, Lindsey's name was brought up. Well, the team announced today that Lindsey Harding is the new head coach of the Stockton Kings. And they have a new general manager, Anjali Ranadive, has taken over. She was in the role as assistant general manager last year of the Stockton Kings behind Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson, Johnson, by the way, won the G League Executive of the Year Award. And he was an interesting role because he was running Stockton, but he was still doing a lot of Sacramento stuff. A lot. And now he's just doing Sacramento, according to the press release. Like, he's going to be working in the Kings Love that for front him. office. I'm sure there's going to still be some involvement uh, sure. in that, too. But, dude, I'm so happy for Lindsay. Like, Lindsay. 
is a great human being. She's yes. been on the King staff for a long time. I think this is just cool. Like she's I, a leader, dude. Yeah. She she she's, she played at a high level. At a high level, and like she knows how to talk to people. She knows how to talk to players. She just knows she knows hoops. Like I love this for her so much, and I think it's a great situation for her. Not only because she's been in the system for a little bit, but because what we even just saw with Stockton last year, it's there's something there and that culture was being built and she's just another good person you are putting within that culture, that system. I really, really like this hire for the Stockton Kings and for just the NBA G League. Yeah, it's the first time women will run a G League team with Lindsey Harding as a head coach and coach and Anjali Ranadive as a new GM of the Stockton Kings. So they make that tweak with the with the G League team that had a lot of success last year. So it's going to be interesting, too, how the Kings kind of use the G League, right? Because now you have three two-way spots in the G League. Oh, yeah. I love that, by the way. Me too. I do. I, I just think the more room to or options to develop guys and to keep them within your system keep growing them just keep growing them i mean we've seen it over the years with namias Keda and uh, knock knock us like it's not uh, like i had a ton of i didn't have any play-by-play experience before taking the stockton kings knock, job knock. and it's a great spot to develop players executives broadcasters right? like broadcasters coaches yep. sales people it, it's an opportunity for everyone to go in there and, and work at a high, higher level take on some more responsibility learn the ropes and, and try to get better that's that's what it's all about yeah and i just i i do love the quality of the product and how it just it really does keep getting better and better like we've had i've had more and more fun each and every year oh dude i love the g i love the g and now I love the dub. Appreciate Peyton becoming a member for seven straight months on YouTube saying, I miss you guys. And also gifting five Deuce and Mo memberships. Appreciate that. Thank you. Also, Lizzy has been a member now for 13 months. Congrats to Mo and her WNBA work. Thank you so much. That was so fun. So fun. Dude, really quick too. There was a Courtney Paris who obviously played in the WNBA. She was drafted by the Monarchs, um, but she's coaching. Uh, she's an assistant coach on the Dallas Wings squad. And I went up to her and I was like, yo, we used to play AAU against each other. And she's like, what team? And I was like, Pacific Pistols. And she goes, and she's about to say, and I'm like, East Bay Explosion. What, Hated those guys. What really happened when Morgan went up to her, it, it it sounded a little different than that, according to my sources. You're looking for a sound drop. What? I'm you, wait here. Here I'm going to be Courtney. Okay. And you're Morgan. Okay. Hey Courtney, um, we played against each other in AAU. Oh, well, nice. Oh, nice. Where'd you play? Nice to see you. Pacific Pistols. Are you that <laughs> who pinched me all the time in the post when we got switched? You are the person who pinches other players are you that <laughs> is that you actually i've had people say not that but i've had people be like oh did you, you number pin- three did you <laughs> pinch me <laughs> if that happened i would have did run. you you think you pinched no, her? because yeah, at that age you weren't defending her oh i did yeah 
And not because I got switched. It was oh, like yeah, a. Okay, it was, yeah, yeah. It I was wasn't say, like, man, you, was your team small? No, no, no. It was a switch, and um, I went up against, and it was just like it was laughable. And I should have pulled that shit though. I should have just been like, shh, shh, pinched her. Yeah. But then she would have remembered me and kicked oh, my yeah. ass. So I'm good. All over. Uh, Jamar in the chat was asking us to fill in the blank about the Kings number 24 pick dude huh. it's so funny with the draft because we've said this throughout the process we've interviewed so many people and on draft night we're having two people Bryant West and Perneal who are just like locked into the NBA draft um so I don't know if I have a fill in the, the blank but I definitely have some guys I'm interested in like today I don't think he's gonna be there but Jordan Hawkins from UConn I've seen him as high as 14 on the draft board Morgan Ooh. In the mock drafts, but I've also seen him in the 20s. I don't think he's going to be there, but God. His length, his shot. His shot is so nice. It's pretty. It's and I know he's like, like, do you really need a guy like that, 6'4"? But him and then Ben Shepard from Belmont. But Jordan, you're just like, oh, Hawkins, he could fit in right away. Like, he's good. he can move off ball. He can knock down shots. And I think I am maybe being guilty at this point in time when I look at the Kings draft pick at falling, especially for guys in the 20s, for guys that maybe aren't necessarily like star players that I go, oh, they could help us next year. Like they could be the Christian brawn that comes in, you know, that could be impactful on a, a playoff team. So maybe I'm guilty of it. But I, I also try to think like, well, we know this by, based on what Monty said. He wants more shooting. You could never have enough shooting. Yeah. Well, this guy might be one of the best shooters in the entire draft. And then Ben Shepard from Belmont, who six... Five, six, 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 eight wingspan, played four years of college ball, but again, another guy who is a really, at least last year, showed he can knock down threes. The one thing that gave me pause with him looking deeper is for a guy that can knock down threes off movement, he's a high IQ guy. He's a 69% free throw shooter in his college career. I don't love that because usually, you know, if you're a good free throw shooter, you hit the three yeah. consistently. Just Kevin Herter, of- not a good free throw shooter. I either. know. So I don't know. Maybe it's not that big of a deal. But I look at Ben Shepard, and I, I know the combine helped him a lot, but you had, I was reading The Athletic today, and they talked to a couple of college coaches who had dealt with him. They were like, this guy just does not stop moving. Like, just Doesn't constant. stop working. He is relentless. Yeah. And I go, that would be a good fit for Sacramento. And then... Another guy that I've talked about a couple of times, and I don't know that I would take him this high because this guy is not necessarily someone I think can come in right away and like impact you. But James Naji, who is 18 years old, just a physical freak, rebound, block shots. How tall is he? If you know, seven foot. Okay. Um, let me let me give you his. Uh, let's see here. Because I want to the- give you his wingspan. You, you, like, you know, like, there's certain, there's certain people who, like, they have their things when it comes to basketball. It's like, that is your thing that you look at every single time. You are obsessed with wingspans. Fine, but he's also, it's not like he's, he's a seven, seven wingspan, Morgan, the guy, and he could block shots. He played professionally. He's got some experience there. I mean, he wasn't playing like heavy minutes. It's going to take a second for him for sure. But dude, you look at him, you're like, oh my God. That body, it's well, tremendous. And, and the other two guys you mentioned were like six five, six seven. Yeah, yeah. And this guy is like obviously you're looking at a backup. And I wonder, I just, I, I wonder because of the Kings and the length that they 
dealt with. And then you saw a team like the Denver Nuggets. And, and I think about someone like Michael Porter Jr. And what, he's like 6'10", 6'9"? Yeah. Um, but just how important having size yeah yeah obviously michael porter plays much differently than james naji does obviously but, but uh yeah i mean we saw it last year i mean the kings lack size and they couldn't find a solution at the backup five i don't know that james naji's that no you're wondering thing i understand that especially offensively i just i'm just telling you about guys that kind of like in the draft well i like it um but i can't wait to see uh, Jamar says hypothetically if Chris Murray was available at 24 do we take him I don't know I like Chris I, I his range is kind of interesting because I, I think Golden State worked him out I think late last week LA's brought him in too um I wonder if he's gonna even be there at 24 and if he's there after talking to Ke- Keegan's dad their dad Kenyon he made that comment like, oh, they're, they're, they might reach their like full potential or whatever away from each other. Mm-hmm. I went, yeah, okay, I get that. That makes sense. People just grow, you know, and, and when there's change. And they've only had change for one year. And I mean, that could be the growth that they need too. If, if for some reason the Sacramento Kings did draft him if he was available. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd be down for that. Would you rather have someone, I guess it just depends on the player. I'm dropping this like another scenario for you. Would you rather have someone that you feel like could step in right away for you and be a, at least a role player and play meaningful minutes or that has like maybe lesser upside or a guy that's probably not going to help you at all next year that's raw and could take some time, but if it hits, it could really change things. It's an if though. It's a yeah. truly an if it can hit like you, yeah. you obviously you're drafting them if you feel like it's going <coughs> to hit though, you know. Um I I think there's this impatient side of me that would rather have the impact right away. But there's also this other side of me that goes, why? I mean, these guys are all in their mid twenties. You know, like this team for the most part, um, maybe some late 20s. It's like I'm down for development. And and because I trust now this organization and their ability to develop guys in this system that Mike Brown has put in place. And I, the more I look at this draft and look at some of the names, I'm like, there, there, there's some talent in this draft, even in the 20s that... I think the Kings are going to have a chance to maybe get someone that that can help them. And I think for so long, especially with the Kings being in the lottery so many years, you're so conditioned to just think, all right, if it's outside the lottery, it's not going to help you. Dude, the the good teams, they they can find guys in the 20s. They can find guys in the second round. They can find the undrafted guys who can be impactful. So do your homework. And you know what? Sometimes you can get a little lucky, too. All right, it's not Absolutely. like I don't think Tim Connolly thought when they drafted Jokic like, "Hey, hey, look, I think he's gonna be a two-time MVP. We'll take him the second. We'll just kind of figure it out, though." No, like, obviously, if you thought he was gonna be that great, you would have been a lottery guy. You do get lucky. Like the Warriors didn't think Draymond was gonna be as good as he was when they drafted him. No, but but then I think I do think about like 
the Nuggets and I think about how even Christian Brown and what he was able to um, provide. And then I think about the Miami Heat and obviously the way that they scout and then develop. It's, there is, there is something to it just, and I, I think sometimes that's something to it is really understanding the mindset of some of these young players. And sometimes it's not a young player, sometimes it's an older rookie, whatever. But it's understanding the mindset of these players when you are drafting them, when you are maybe trading for them, whatever, um, to come to your squad because you believe that they have that winning mentality. And I think sometimes when that phrase gets put out there, that winning mentality, it's like people don't truly understand what that I, what that is. And what that is is willing to do anything to bring your game and your team's game to the next level. And, and really accepting your role and if that's as a star player or as a you know number three guy off the bench whatever it is really accepting that can just this is a team sport and it can bring a team to the next level so well yes said morgan no thank it's just thank you it's just um there's a lot of people when it comes to nba drafts that just go for the names and I feel like sometimes narrative gets pushed out by some of these guys and even scouts and teams will be like, well, no, 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 let's go for that name. Let's go for, it's cute. It's everyone's talking about, it. not enough people are talking about it, but I really feel like this could be the guy. It's like, just do your homework. Dalton in the chat says Sacramento can seriously find two rotation pieces at both 24 and 38. CJ says, I will say though, as much as I love Monty, he hasn't really gotten the most out of his late draft picks. Yeah, I also just think second round, it, it, look, it's not like we have a list of 100 players who have been awesome talents in the second round. You know, it's hard. It's it's You don't always find them. So you look at him in the second round of the draft. Last year, they drafted Jaden Hardy and traded him to Dallas. Uh, the year before that, Monty drafted Namias Keita with the 39th pick. Okay? Like, I, I mean, I think... Kata still has upside, but, you know, the clock is ticking on that a little bit. Yeah. And, I, you know, you'd have to go back to look at that draft and be like, oh, he should have drafted this guy. But I don't think you can hate on him taking a chance on someone like Namias Kata, right? Like, there are there, – there's some of this you are just taking chances too, mm -hmm. right? Um, in the 2020 draft, this was his first draft, he took Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, they drafted Xavier Tillman, who is now in Memphis. They traded him on draft night. Uh, they drafted Jemias Ramsey, who's no longer with the team. They also drafted Kenyon Martin Jr., KJ Martin, who's now with Houston, who I actually kind of like. Uh, they traded him on draft night, and they that was the draft they also had Robert Woodard, who's no longer with them. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Just second-round picks are hard. Are. I, I, I don't think anyone ever looks at an NBA GM's career at the end of it and goes, I got to tell you, though. He could not draft a second-round guy to save his life. I'm not trying to minimize it, and I know there's talent. It's just a little harder. As you get and, deeper in the draft, it's if, just harder. And if you are a GM that does draft a guy in the second round that turns out to be a stud, then guess what? Your name does get attached, attached to that, and it does. Your resume yeah. does look good. Like, Isaiah Thomas was the last pick of the draft. Jokic. I mean, Jokic. This guy's the best player in the game. They got him in the second round. Man. It's pretty wild. Um, Campio in the chess is 
I haven't tuned in for a while, but where is Carl- Carlin? He's just sleeping right down here. Should I wake him up and hold no. the camera? Let the Carlin's, dog sleep. Carlin's doing great. I know I had a couple more things I wanted to talk about with the draft. Where was I going, Morgan? Who were we just hitting on? You were asked. We were talking about second round picks. We're talking about Jokic. There I was going to go. You see Michael Malone got a new tattoo today. It was like this old school Nuggets logo on his arm. Michael Malone? Michael Malone, dude. This guy is. He's all in. You know, I know people have been concerned about other players and like, hey, they party too much. What's happening? As Michael Malone stopped partying since then, he's now waking up and going, all right, I need to go get a tattoo today of the logo. Oh, my. Here's a picture of it I put on. <laughs> Look at that. That is, is that like his first tattoo? I, was that his first tattoo <laughs> is a great question. That is hilarious. It's a Maxi the Miner holding the Larry O'Brien trophy. I mean. This guy's getting tattoos. Good for him. Him at the parade, he was oh. so hammered. He was feeling good. I was so happy for him. Like that is that it, whether you want to call it commitment or whatever, it's just like his joy, his love is shining through his fun little drunk moments, his tattoo moment that he just had there. All the things he's had to say about his team, his guys. So happy for him. The other thing that happened today in the NBA that we haven't talked about uh, Victor Wembenyama is in New York for the draft. He's in town. He threw out the first pitch at the Yankees game tonight. And it was not a good first pitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more instant reaction. Um, but whatever. I would have done it much softer if I don't, okay. know, how to, if I don't know how to pitch. But Settle look, down. But really, you know what you're showing. Yes, the ball in his hand. Morgan, are you kidding me? The ball in his hand, he's covering the whole ball. That's like a marbles in his hand. No, that's what it looks like. That's in like, it makes <laughs> yeah, me think. exaggerating, like, but it is. Is baseball small? <laughs> Morgan, he's a giant. That's insane though. He's... How do you throw something like that? It's so small. I wonder why he messed it up. That's why. <laughs> a different technique is what he needs. Or he needed to just throw a basketball oh at the mound. God. That'd be pretty funny. Right. He took the subway there too, by the way. He did? Oh, So cute. And what? It's, it was funny because his teammate, who's also in the draft, Koulibaly, who's yeah. projected to go like 10 to 15, he was with him, and no one on the subway recognized him at all. <laughs> He's just chilling there, which is kind of nice in a way. Yeah. Right? Like, Victor can't go anywhere at this point. No. He's 7'6". Yep. And I'm sure even even before all of this, I'm sure people would just go up to him and be like, are you a basketball player? Are you a basketball player? Someone is also asking, can he actually stand in the subway? So what they actually had to do, they have like the uh, emergency exit at the top. So they they busted that open so his head could, like a giraffe. You know how you have to like travel a giraffe sometimes, Morgan? They, that wouldn't work. The subway, they knocked out That's the stupid. escape and like his head just went through that. Okay. Boo. Boo. 
it that bad? That was. Was it? That was, it, that that was, was it so. That? Like even before you, I was like, "This is not creative. This okay. is like we know where you're going. Okay. Like take me to a place and then don't go there. Like the, you just went there. It the was visual like, of his head sticking out the top of a subway is not kind of funny. Like a giraffe. The setup was awful. So I was trying to sell it. The sell. I was trying to sell it a little I, bit. Honestly, I was taking you for a ride. I think you're funny, and I think that was very like I'm honestly disappointed. Um, the chat's giving me mixed reviews tonight. Tomatoes. You're getting tomatoes. No, that's like... I thought it was funny, dude, so I'm dying. Get no. Oh, we got shrugged shoulders saying I like it. I bought it. Wow, really? You guys, higher standards. Higher standards. Morgan, funny is funny. You know? <laughs> you don't agree? Okay. Funny is funny. Marcus four. says four, four to ten. No, but it is. Uh, I, I thought the same thing when he was getting on the subway. I'm like, is he gonna fit? It's <laughs> Sit down. But he's very slender anyway. He's very just, slender. Like even just seeing him there up on the mound, I'm like, <laughs> are you? Are you? How do you feel about all the Victor hype? Is it too much for you? Because I know you're anti hype. No, I I don't think. I mean, I think. He has shown in his more recent basketball life yeah. that he is going to do some pretty fantastic things out there. And I don't think it's like, oh, is it going to translate? It's like, this guy's a freak of nature. Like, yeah, it's it's going to be fine. It's going to work one way or another is my point. You know, there's going to be things that don't work that people are going to be like, oh, but he's not as as good on the defensive end or something, or he can't hold anyone because he's so slender. And it's like, yeah, but he's averaging seven blocks a game. You know, like, uh, and I say, I laugh about that, but. I think that's what's, when you, it's just, can he live up to the hype? You know, I think that's what it, it comes down to. And it's not often players who get hype live up to it. You know, and he's being talked about, not like, oh, he has a chance to be a good player. It's like, oh, like you have Woj going on national TV saying that he is the one of the best prospects in any sport ever. Yeah. Like, that's some heavy shit. You yeah. know, and I, I saw that JJ Reddick's having him on the podcast, which what a get that is for JJ to have Victor on draft week. Are you shitting me? Um, but he's just got such a perspective on life you're like this kid's 18 19 years old he gets it he feels like a guy that's going to be capable of handling the bright lights handling all the attention that's coming his way that has really come his way the last year every one of his games has been streamed on nba.com like anyone could watch him they're putting him on nba tv he's being talked about for the last year everyone's talking about him being this special talent I think he's mentally going to be ready for it. It's just hard to live up to those expectations. LeBron was hyped to an extreme level too with his high school games on ESPN. We were watching him. Everybody knew who LeBron was. He lived up to the hype and more yeah. in the NBA. And that's just really challenging to do. But yeah, it's I can't wait to watch him play. I want him to live up to the hype because that only means... Uh, fun for all of us you know we get to witness something that's like is going to be so unique so different um yeah but i'm i'm excited for it either way and like 
and if he doesn't or if Scoot doesn't or someone, you know, it's like that happens too. So many people, there's there's a lot of people out there that want to get so pissed off when things don't work out. And it's like, I mean, we've seen it happen year after year with some top prospects. So, Well, the only people you can get mad at, I would say, is if he's overhyped, is just all the basketball observers. <laughs> that overhyped him. Yeah, it's not like Victor was campaigning around the country like a pres- presidential candidate going... I am the number one pick, and here is why. Right? It's not like he's got a Paul Heyman walking around with him, cutting promos about why he is the best in the world. It's like, no, these are the pundits who have labeled him. These are players who played against him, coaches. And, like, we see it, too. Like, the guy has a chance to be special. I think the reality is, obviously, there's no guarantees in life. I just think he's got all the tools you you could possibly have that you go, yeah, like, if you're drafting number one, duh, he's number one. Yeah. So, what about the rookie of the year race that's being talked about in the chat? Uh, Wemby versus Chet, who's going to be a rookie? Ooh. Or Sasha if he comes over. Probably not Sasha. Uh, Defensively, I don't think he'll. <laughs> Sasha beats Victor for rookie of the year. That'd be amazing. That would mean something good's happening for the yeah. Sacramento Kings. Man. I can't wait for draft night. Yeah. I really can't wait. It's there's I I know we hype each other up every year for drafts. It's going to be so much happening. I just hope there's some big trade because I just want to be live. I want us to be like, hey, the draft show that we're doing starts at like 430, but let's hop on at 130 to start talking about these trades that are happening. That's what I crave as a basketball fan. Well, I live for you know how I feel about the draft free agency and the trade deadline. I get so juiced. It's constant activity. What do you think about Woj saying he is not tweeting out spoilers this year? Like he's not, he's not tweeting at all. Like, hey, the Kings have decided that they are gaining traction on drafting. So he's just not going to do spoilers, no spoilers, like at like leading up to the draft or. During the draft. During the draft. Yeah, During yeah. the draft. It's all going to happen on stage. What do you guys he'll think? Be, he'll be on TV. He said he was going to focus on the TV side yeah. more and that he was also going to focus on like trades that are happening. I think it's honestly going to be really hard for him um, just as a competitor. Dude, he is. He's. I think early on he's going to be like, okay, okay. But if he gets beat on like a trade by Shams when he's focusing on trades. I'm saying he is going to be heated, dude. Yep. Yeah. And he's putting it out there too, just so everybody knows like, this is why this is, this is why Shams is doing better than me because I am focused on one. And maybe it's because too, he was like, it was too hard for him to focus on both and be great at both. You know what Wood should do? He's like, I'm not going to tweet it, but I'm going to send it to Schefter to tweet. Like, you know, Schefter sometimes tweets NBA stories. (laughs) Just let Schefter do it. Just to try to, that's how competitive he is. He still wants Shams to be beat, but he wants to be beat by an ESPN guy. Don't do it. (laughs) Just let it be. Oh, man. Yeah. Still going to be at the top. Do you like the spoilers on Twitter ahead of time? Because I I just want to know when it's happening. I just don't care. And some people are like, no, I don't want Twitter to spoil it. I just want to talk about, can we just watch it as it happens? It sucks that I get spoiled on something that's going to happen on my TV in a minute and a half. I'll say this. There's something special, old school about like 
hearing it announced by Adam Silver, right? Like, isn't there something special about that? It's just um, nostalgic, whatever. But you gotta evolve, and if and if you don't want to, and you don't want to know, then just don't look on Twitter. Yeah, you know, and some and there's a lot of people in here that aren't even on Twitter that are just like on YouTube, so they don't find out anyway until it happens. I'm a pro spoiler guy. That's fine too. I like to know when it happens. I want to talk about it when it happens. I don't want to wait for the entire five minutes of the clock to wind down. Going, oh my god! Can they just announce a pick? I want to know when it's happening. I like to. I it, it's it's more fun to me to process it immediately. But it, if they stopped, it's cool too. I'm not gonna be mad if Shams is like, you know what? I'm gonna stop doing it too. Yeah, because immediately would be when you find out. Obviously, while watching, and not on Twitter, unless some random person. Well, on our draft night show, I think we're just going to do it live, but it'll be a bit delayed because we're watching on a delay and it's a stream, so it's a bit delayed too. Perfect. So it'll almost feel like real time. Amaze. Uh, just so you guys know, we will be live if anything breaks too with something, especially involving the Kings. We'll at least drop a clip too if there's some big story happening in the NBA. So you want to make sure you're locked into our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Deuce and Mo. It's been a full hangout. I just looked. I think we've been on for like two plus hours. Yeah. This is a long one. Over two hours. Um, but we had a lot to we needed to talk about so many things. Yeah. Night chat's a little more chill during the off season. We had a little music in the background. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the conversation. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Make sure to drop us a five star review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, like and subscribe on YouTube. Let's grow this bad boy. We got a lot of content coming in the next few weeks with the draft. We'll be at the California Classic. We'll be in Las Vegas for Summer League. And of course, we got free agency happening. Buckle up. Let's go. We love you guys, but we got yo. You're all badass for being here. Have a good night. See ya. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.